time I start podcasting, my cat starts talking more. That's <laughs> why I make before. sure my cat's not in the room. I'm wondering if it's just like, why is that guy talking to himself? I'm here. I'm going to get angry about so, it. Or maybe the cat's like, well, clearly he must be talking to me. Yeah, So I will I respond guess. to it's him. Like, why are you Remember, shouting? cats constantly want attention, so. Right. It's just, I don't know, it seems to start up at the worst times, but. Alright, sorry guys. Um, welcome to the podcast. Um, I don't, I don't know how to kind of transition into like the saddest topic we've probably had to deal with, but I can, I can only speak for myself, but I know I personally probably wouldn't start podcasting were it not for like a decade of enjoying GameSpot and then Giant Bomb. And a lot, big part of that was Ryan Davis's contribution to hosting and such those podcasts. And, well, specifically the Giant Bombcast. And, um, as pretty much anyone in the gaming community knows, like, this past week he passed away. And that has been kind of just this weird thing to get used to. Like, annually seeing them at PAX and stuff was kind of a big tradition for me. And I know, like, you guys start going and stuff too. Well, even more so than that, like, with Twitter and just the podcast being weekly. Yeah. In some way, I heard him, like, vocalize thoughts on a daily basis. Yeah, I know. Like, it's, it's, you hear that guy talk more than, like, some of your own relatives and stuff. (laughs) Like, it's, it's kind of weird. Oh, easily. Like, how big a part of your weekly time that, like, those dudes occupy and stuff. So, yeah, it was kind of a really baffling thing to see happen. And, like, just, yeah, that Twitter feed stopped posting and all that. Like, it's just, like, the multiple hits on, like, your weekly habits. I don't know. It was quite the thing to deal with. So, I don't know, like, how to really pay respects or whatever. But, yeah, like, thanks to that dude for, like, everything he did. It was pretty pretty inspirational guy. And, um, I don't know, we're definitely going to miss him around here, so, just want to address yeah, the Yeah, Giant Bomb's going to be weird, the, the podcast is going to be super weird. Yeah, like, I, I was glad they did post one, and kind of was able to get some closure on their thoughts on it and stuff, because, like, that was the thing I was worrying about, like, how they were going to adjust to it and whatever, like, how was Jeff taking it and all this stuff. So, I was glad they posted something, but, yeah, it's definitely going to change that entire site, and that community and stuff going forward so yeah sorry to open with such a sad thing but it's been kind of a pretty downer week and i don't know why like this one specifically and i'm not trying to be like super weird here but like because i've had like friends pass away or family members yeah for some reason this one it just still seems like there's no way this could happen i know like this is one of the actual tragic ones because there's no known cause he had just gotten married like a week before yeah yeah and he like, wasn't, like, in his early 30s. Yeah, 34. No, I think exactly. it really is just because of, like, how constantly I'm listening. To, I've, like, listened to him talk and stuff. And just knowing just, well, that's that was the end of it. Just Yeah, the like, there there won't be a live stream or, like, you know, like, all that weekly stuff you're so accustomed to has just been torn away. Like, it won't happen. So, yeah, no, it was definitely hit harder than pretty much any like for sure any kind of quote celebrity death but also yeah like a lot of personal ones too it was weird it was like just kind of a 21st century like appraising how you get to know people through the internet and stuff and how relationships change and whatever like it was just kind of a weird personal thing in a lot of ways so and i just couldn't imagine with his with his fiance like yeah i was married for three days like being married for three days and now you're a widow 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, crazy. And he passed away in his sleep, apparently, too, so they might have been, like, she might have woke up to him being like that. What, was it in his sleep? I, uh, from all I've I, heard so far from is natural heard, causes. From what I heard, it was, in his, he died peacefully in his sleep of natural causes. That's what I saw floating around online, at least. Yeah. I mean, I they know. haven't officially said anything either, but I guess that's that's all kind of for the family to know. Like, I still feel, like, weirdly getting invasive with, like, but we want to know. Like, it's like he has this giant, weird, extended internet family that wants to know stuff, but I don't know. Like, that's all that's all definitely been foremost on my mind this past week. But, um, I'm trying to think what, I don't, like, I don't know. Oh, right, right. There's a, apparently a commemorative t-shirt coming out sometime this week to kind of right. support Right, yeah, it's supposed, supposed to be the end of the week, so any day now. Yeah, support his wife and just kind of, you know, pay pay tribute to, a, you know, a great man in a lot of ways. Like, I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, stay tuned to the Giant Bomb storefront. I so, guess, Nathan, I'm right. assuming you're definitely buying the shirt? Yeah, no. I, I know I As am. soon as I heard I about it, I was just it. like... I felt really weird because, like, I have a Ryan Davis t-shirt, like, one of the first-run ones, and it's just like, should I wear this at PAX or ne- definitely not wear this at PAX? That is a weird thing. Like, I feel like I almost everyone people? who goes to that Bombcast pa- panel at PAX is going to be wearing the commemorative Ryan Davis shirt. Yeah, I could see it being basically, like, a memorial thing for... I Yeah, I feel like you wearing the shirt would be a positive thing. It'd be more like in celebration. Yeah. I couldn't see anyone being like, like dude, oh, why that's do you have to bring case. that up? Like that's disrespectful. Yeah, I yeah, I guess you're right. It was just yeah, like for for in a real way, like I think that PAX panel is probably gonna be the final closure. Like I'm still like adjusting to the reality of it and stuff. But that that'll be quite the experience I'm assuming. Well then PAX Australia is pretty soon, right? Right. I don't think they're going though now. Like Jeff all I've all I've heard so far is Jeff said he's not going. Oh, okay. I haven't so heard anything else with anyone else. Right. But uh, yeah. So Giant Bomb, you know, much respect to those guys, and I hope everything goes as best as it can going forward. But uh, yeah, sorry for the downer opening, but that's that. The, you know, they're you know they, you know what has sad moments. Hmm? Real life. Yeah. Real life is a video game. Thought them perspective. I thought you were gonna go. You know what else has sad moments? The top-down perspective. Yeah, I was tempted. <laughs> that one crossed my mind. I was like, is Probably should have done that. To be honest. Transition. What is this? Seem to feel that has pretty heavy. But okay. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the top-down perspective. Yeah. Uh, Looks like I'm hosting this week. Yeah. I get to host the downer episode. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely have a weird transition. I know. I mean, like, starting to think that should have been like. The, the closer? At the end or so, I don't even know, because then it's just been like, alright, we're ending on this real sad note, I guess we'll just... I don't think that, yeah, there's no way to kind of address this without it kind of holding up everything. Like, it's it's definitely cast a big shadow over, like, my whole week. Like, it was just weird to adjust to. Like, th- that day was, like, fine otherwise, it was just, but yeah, that doesn't matter. Like, something so like that. Totally so, like, do you follow his Twitter anymore? I do, but I don't know... Why? Like, I should probably I know, get that's that what, audio that's, book? that's the question I'm posing, because, like, I still follow it, but it's like, well, there's no real reason to, but... Like, like it doesn't hurt to keep up. following a, an empty account. I, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 21st century dilemmas. Like, social media dilemmas. What do you do? But anyway, let's let's uh, get on to the regular flow of the show. All right. And talk about video games. July 11th. 2013. And Sean. Sean's here. I'm here. Nathan. 
Yeah, that's me. John. Hi. Hey. Hey, John. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, what have you been playing? I have been playing The Walking Dead 400 days. Like four 400 days? Because I I thought that just came out. Oh, over a year. Okay, so this is the DLC for The the Walking Dead Telltale game, right? Yeah. What was the joke? Uh, that you've been playing it for 400 four, days. Four, okay, time. got the joke. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Do you get it? Because like I got it now. Because okay. time. So four, the world's yeah. longest game. No, actually, it's really short, right? <laughs> it's really short. So I reviewed it. If you want to check out the review, it's up on comicbookbin.com. Okay. Um, it's a, a series of vignettes. Five of them, uh, kind of six, because there's like an, an ending piece. Um, all together, you're gonna spend less than like t- maybe two hours tops playing that mm-hmm. thing. Which clocks it in as the as the shortest of the Walking Dead episodes, which confusingly though it is the same price as each one of them. Yeah, yeah. So the value is a little more shallow in this one. Um, <clears throat> but it sets up. There's like a bulletin board. Like have either of you, or Nate, John? You haven't played the game, Nathan? Did you play it? Uh, like this yet? Or yeah. No, I haven't picked it up yet. I mean, I I was at a E3 demo of it and saw one of the chapters, but okay, I, right? Yes, you mentioned that. Yet. Um, yeah. So for those who don't know, it's, you're, you're looking at a bulletin board, and there's like pictures on it, and then you just kind of move your cursor over to which person you want to play, and you can play any of them in whatever order because they don't really, they only loosely collect connect to each other. Mm-hmm. Like they center and, around one central location, right? Like a truck stop or something. Sometimes they will. Other times, like you'll just the characters will just drive by that truck stop. Oh, okay. So sometimes it'll be like two of the people, like two of the episodes ended up at this truck stop. One drove past it, or one saw a car that was driving in the next one. They're pretty loosely connected. I don't. Yeah, they just felt they needed to point that out at the demo thing I was at. Like all these stories kind of weave together. They're, yeah, they kind of tease that they're connected. You're in kind of the same general area. Like there's a cornfield beside the truck stop that's in, and then there's a forest that's right beside that part that's part of it. Mm-hmm. In so theory, I like this idea of like a bunch of short stories that kind of just touch on different, like kind of world expanding stuff. Right. Like, so, do, do you feel it's like really clearly setting up characters and events for season two, or is it pretty much just, hey, this world is bigger and there's more people going on? It like, it could so. definitely be setting up events because the way this this part ends mm-hmm. definitely adds like a question of like, well, what's going to happen next to some of these people? Okay, is there a um, defined ending once you've beaten the fifth story kind of thing, or is it... After you beat the fifth story, yeah, then um, it takes you back to the bulletin board, and you kind of zoom out, and you realize you were a person looking at the bulletin board, and then there's an epilogue with that person. Oh, neat, okay. Yeah, so that's why I said there's kind of like six vignettes. I don't know if that's a spoiler. Um, but, but honestly, <laughs> that last one is like really short. Okay, okay. Um, but, huh. <clears throat> so, but... So the interesting thing about the vignettes is even though they're pretty short, and so you don't really get to know the characters too much, mm-hmm. because they can kind of drop you in anywhere, you kind of get, like, uh, like a real, like, how do you describe it, like, a real difference to every single thing. Because, like, in the other Walking Dead episodes, there had to be some kind of reason for the narrative to, like, put you in this direction. You couldn't just... Well, we're going to be, like, at the zoo, and then we're going to be, like, in a swamp. Because, like, how would you get from a zoo to a swamp? Like, Whereas, it, it was because these can kind of, these are kind there. of different characters and different time periods, Yeah, they can kind of just show you, like, highlights of, like, we, this is what a cool scenario would look like. Here's another cool scenario. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, so that that's definitely a nice part about it. It's, it's, it's like a greatest hits, almost. Okay. Um, 
and there are definitely there are definitely some hard choices. You you said you played the bus one, which has mm-hmm. kind of a hard choice at the end of it. Um, and there's a there's a few others. I won't I won't hit give them away because that's you know that's the whole point about it. But the characters they do set up are definitely a lot different than the ones you see in uh in the first season, mm-hmm. which are definitely nice. So I'm I'm looking forward to see what comes next with season two. Um, and if you were a fan of season one and looking forward to season two, um, this is a no-brainer. You'll definitely be into it. When when does season two start? Have they said or they said this fall sometime? Okay, so probably sometime around October, right? Mm-hmm. Line it up but... with Halloween or the AMC show. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of like which computer should I get it on? I don't know. Like the Steam cloud saving. Hopefully that would work. I don't know. Well, they said they want you should hang on to your save. Right, like, does it tie, did you see where it tied into your season one save? Oh, that was, oh, um, no, it didn't. Okay. I don't believe this one does. And so, did you say you need the, to own Walking Dead to get it, right, because it's DLC? You need to own one of the episodes to get it. Okay. Um, Which yeah, those, so, those like, if you've never played one, but for some reason you want to play this specific one, which you could, because it doesn't really tie into the other ones, um... Seems like iOS is constantly going for like free for the first episode and whatnot. So yeah, PlayStation Plus members had access to some episodes too. But then again, I've seen like the whole season on sale on Steam for like twelve seven bucks or something. Or yeah, the humble bundle. I think I got it for four dollars. Yeah, a few weeks like there's, ago. There's ways to get this game pretty quickly. So pretty if you want to so. get in on this. Um. So yeah, I I would I definitely recommend it if you liked that game and stuff. Uh, if you're looking for something different. There's not much different to it. You you kind of know how this game works. Mm-hmm. Um, There's no like, oh, this is clearly them experimenting with new gameplay mechanics for the next one. Like, not no, not too much. Pretty... Like the one difference I that was kind of interesting is because there'll be choices like between are you going to do this one or this one where it's a clear like this isn't just a dialogue option. This is going to split my game from this point. Yeah. And while you're choosing, the characters will actually talk to you and try and be like, whoa, hang on, wh- what are you doing? And okay. try and convince you why you shouldn't. Or why you should pick the other one, mm-hmm. which that was kind of interesting because it actually did make me hesitate and whatnot. Cool. Um, and Nathan, you probably saw that because that was at the bus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the so life or death. So that was kind of cool, but yeah, that's probably the most drastically different thing, and it's not even a drastic change. Okay, so I'll say that. But pretty good, do you think? Good value yeah, for no, the I, I enjoyed it. Or... Uh, it's five bucks, so if you guys want to look into that, do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from that, um, so I've been playing more Animal Crossing, and I'm starting to hit my saturation point. How much town stuff have you unlocked, or not? Like, uh, in the actual town? Yeah, not like a you ton. Have the museum second floor. I have the museum second floor. I have the, okay. I have the club. We just got that. I think it was my first time visiting that today. That was kind of neat. The club oh, or the still... museum? The museum. I'm never gonna use that top floor except for buying stuff. Like they sold me a. Silver shovel, which was nice. Yeah, and I got a silver fishing rod. I was like, yeah. So I checked I there for buying this. stuff, but I'm never gonna set up an exhibit. I was kind of thinking I might. Just be like, okay. hey, this is the this is the Nintendo exhibit. Because you like, have a million getting, Nintendo I'm, items. Yeah, or I'm getting tired of my balloon furniture, but I still have it all. So it's just like, this is the crazy balloon room. Check it out. Okay. Well, there you go. I don't know. Like, I I kind of like that notion of giving you a way to show off your town or like your own creativity. Like the social Wasn't thing. that what your house is for? That as well, you can show it off too. But more space, more room for that. That's cool. Taking advantage of the online sharing kind of idea. So 
I haven't had anybody actually visit though. So I've had a few people know. visit, and I've visited other people. Okay. Have you have you done the um, island stuff where you hang out with other people? No, I've gone to the island once, but um, oh okay, because the island is how you make money. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just doing my normal fishing thing, which is apparently slow. Right. I go That's actually the island is one of the reasons I'm kind of like. So this is the first week where I I kind of didn't play it for like a full day because up till like before. Like, up to last week's podcast, I was checking in once a day, getting all my fruit that had grown and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of gotten to the point where, because the island breaks the game so much, it's like, well, I could, let's say I'm going to put half an hour into this game, I could go and collect all my new fruit and sell all my fruit, or I could just spend that half an hour at the island and make, like, six times as much money. Yeah. Doing, like, one repetitive thing. So it almost turn, turns into this, like, I have to just really enjoy getting fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, yeah I mean, I like, I always treated the first Animal Crossing as, like, you need to grind fish to win, essentially. And this sounds like it is kind of like that, but you have to go to the island first and go swimming. Which, yeah. We don't have to go swimming. It's it's bugs. Bugs on the island? Yeah, no, you go up there with a, the bug and you catch all the, uh, the beetles that hang up on the trees. And they're worth a bunch. I don't think I found a beetle less than a thousand. Wow. Okay. I should go to the island. Yeah, but then it, the island. You're, you're saying it breaks the whole. Well, it, it just be, just because like it's clearly like why would you do anything else? But you do if, need to invest a lot of money in your town to get all the stuff. Sure. So you need sure. So, but it becomes like to, in order to get that money, just do this one thing over and over and over again. What about turnip trading, dude? You what could do that? some turnip trading. Yes. Yeah. Or it, but does the bank give you interest or not? Because I've had a bunch of bells sitting in there. I don't believe so. I think you get you can unlock a couple items if you hit certain. Like you've put ten thousand in here. Here's like a chair or something. Oh, okay. I I did put a hundred thousand in. And I definitely got a letter or something from somebody. I don't know. I think there was a. I think it was a box of tissues. It's a weird gift. Great. You never know that. when you'll need those. Yeah. I don't know. The game's still kind of charming, but. It's, yeah, so no, I've definitely slowed down, and it's probably going to be... Actually, I was planning on playing it during the podcast, but I don't have my 3DS with me. Oh, okay. So it's going to be like a check-in every now and then, if I have like a movie on or something, maybe. That is for sure for me, like, oh, I have a new podcast to listen to, I'll go fishing while I'm sure. yep. sitting here. So yeah, it's not it's not something I absorbs all of my attention that often, but it's, I don't know. It's and I can't nice wait for like Halloween or something now. Yeah. Where was... Yeah. Once the, once the next holiday, they actually will be for sure doing. It's like, hey guys, it's Labor Day. Woo! I have no idea. Back to school. Guess you can't play at all times anymore. Yeah, but buy these pencils. I don't know. School supplies in the game. Oh, I hate that the store. They they did it again, where the store upgrades and then it becomes shittier because it closes way early. Oh, did you? I haven't upgraded my store yet again. Yeah, like it was like. Oh, you idiots. Like, they used to stay open until 3 in the morning. It was like, oh, this is great. This is perfect for my lifestyle. I can play way late and then go to sleep. Like, sell a bunch of stuff. But then, now it closes at midnight. It's useless. Midnight's still pretty good, but I I feel like in the last game, once you fully upgraded it all the way, you could then choose what you wanted it to turn into. Okay. So you could turn it, like, back into, like, the second lowest one. Which is like... Oh, like, so it'd be like, hey, turn to a convenience store again. Cause that was yeah, way better. but you wouldn't get all the benefits of the bigger ones. Yeah. Like, the retail outlet, though, I think they give you more money. 
I, the, I, the recycling one? Like the, yeah, the, like... I've heard that, yeah. Like, I didn't realize that until, like, I brought a load of stuff to the the store on the main strip, and they offered me 15 grand for everything, but I was like, oh, wait, I gotta get rid of this garbage, too. Forget it, I'll just go there. And then I got offered 19 with the reduction for the garbage. I was like, oh, yeah. well, why would I ever go to that other store? It's a bigger walk. But it clo- and- but it's crappy hours. It it, it it closes at 2 in the morning, which isn't that bad. The recycling one? Yeah. No, it closes Ours at like, a, oh, must have upgraded or something. Mine closes at 11. I think or did maybe, you switch your town to like late night? I think Brittany switched the town to late night town. Oh, okay. So that affects that. So it, that, that's been a big help. And then also you just kind of put a bunch of items out there and wait for people to come in. And then you just tell them to buy it. That seems to be the way stuff moves there to NPCs anyway. You can tell them to buy stuff? Like, they'll just be like, hey, man, I'm thinking about this urinal. And you're just like, yeah, you should buy that. I'm just like, okay. And do you and get the money? You get the money. Huh. Like, if, if you're there and it's your item, they just give you the money right away. They're just like, oh. oh, you're the guy posting this, right? Here, here's 500 bells or whatever. I'm just like, sweet. Thanks. So man. can you just put, like, an outrageous price? I don't know how far it'll go. Like, I, they kind of give you a recommended price, but I'll typically go around there a little bit more, but... I don't know. I've seen stuff posted there by, like, the initial slate of stuff that NPCs posted was, like, two or three times it should be. So I think you could probably push the limits of what NPCs should pay you. Just be like, it's five grand for this. And we're just like, okay. I don't know. Box of tissues. Yeah. I should probably sell those. I'm sure they're they're worth a lot. Yeah. There's been some great, uh, um, it's kind of weird you can't sell any of the Nintendo stuff. Like, that stuff's just... Oh, play right, coins. Yeah. So do you have, like, lots of duplicates? Because I have so many now. I don't think so, but there's definitely some stuff I just... Like, there's the fire chain thing from, like, the Bowser Fortress in the first Mario. It's just, like, it plays the, the castle music, but that gets annoying really quickly. It's so also, like, the just... biggest thing ever. I know, and, like, that chain of fire just clips through everything unless you have your room set up right, so I just put it away. Yeah, no, so, I just yeah. basically, I pick up my two things, and then I go to the drawer, and I put them in the drawer. I do like that you get all those weird, like, accessories. Like, I have an Afro wig. It's pretty good. Okay. Like, a, like the, just that kind of stuff, or, like, Luigi's hat. There's some there's some good extra stuff in there. All the extra stores. I don't know. For an Animal Crossing game, it is maybe the most fully featured. But that's oh, easily incrementally designing all of it, so. Yeah, I'm trying I thought there was some other thing, but it doesn't matter. Animal Crossing is still Animal Crossing, so get that if you like it. But, yeah. Also, um, so this last week was the fifth anniversary of the iOS App Store. Really? Yeah. Really? How did you oh, not wow. see this? So they're, they're giving away a bunch of, like, quality apps for free. Okay. Um, and by a bunch, I mean ten. What are the, what's the 10? Five are games and five are apps. Let me load them up. For the games, I remember it's Tiny Wings. I like that well game. As, as well as Tiny it. Wings HD. If there's, if there's an HD version of it, they give away both and it kind of counts as one. Okay. Um, Sword and Sorcery. Um, hang on. I'm opening up. No, wait. I don't want new to the App Store. Where's it? I did oh, see the Sword and done. Sorcery guys posting something maybe like that. Maybe it's gone. Oh, no. Here it is. Uh, come on, load up. Okay, so the the game, so Infinity Blade Two is free. Okay, I have. Where's that my water? I don't have that. That's some Disney game. That's yeah, that's got a board game version as well. Great. It's one of the um, many apps that's got board game versions. And Badland. Okay. 
is the other one. Um, and then for the apps, it's Barefoot World Atlas, which is some kind of atlas thing. Day One Journal, which is some kind of social network journal blogging-like thing. Mm-hmm. How to Cook Everything, which I actually downloaded. That's pretty nice. Over, which is like you take photos and then you can put words on them, like font. Okay. And Tractor DJ, which is like mixing <laughs> music and stuff. Okay. Which that actually the Tractor DJ one standard price for that's like sixteen bucks on the iPad. Oh, okay. So, so that's for worth free, it. that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm gonna talk about Badland. I'm gonna. But I like I downloaded a few of these. Like I have Infinity Blade two and stuff now. But anyway, Badland is what I've been playing this week. Yeah. Badland is pretty cool. Came out earlier this year. Um, from an like from it with the way it looks, it's similar to like an Outland or like a Limbo. Where okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of detail in the background, but what you're interacting with and what you're playing as is basically just black, like a silhouette. Yeah, I'm looking at some screenshots now. at the front. So yeah, just the style as is those games you listed. Yeah, just like that. Limbo has a bit more like filtery kind of stuff, but I know Outland had like really nice like painterly backgrounds and colorful, tons of colors in the background, and then you were just playing on like pitch black. So mm-hmm. so that's what this one's like. <clears throat> It's a platformer, and it works... I don't really... I guess it's kind of... It kind of it's like Jetpack Joyride in the gameplay. Okay. In which your, your character's constantly... Except, I guess, kind of reversed. Because in this one, your character's constantly falling. And when you tap the screen, he goes up. So you need to kind of make him go... Like, tap it a bunch to make him go higher up to avoid an obstacle. Or let go to make him drop down below an obstacle. Okay, just kind of floating. Yeah, and if you need to stay in the middle, you need to kind of like tap at a certain like rhythm and whatnot. Um, I, so it, I, I'm liking it quite a bit. It looks really nice. Uh, the one thing I'm not liking is, so the whole concept is how many clones can you save in each level, and there'll be little orb kind of like things um, as you go along, and whenever you touch, your character splits into like two. You'll mm-hmm. get more and more clones until you got like seven of them going around, and because you're kind of basically manipulating the gravity, it's it can be really hard to like keep them all safe. So it becomes more of like watch kind of at least one of them so that you don't lose. Mm-hmm. But what'll happen is there'll be a bunch of kind of obstacles where because the the game's constantly scrolling, you can't go backwards, and there'll be stuff where oh I needed to send this one at least one guy up top to hit this button so that the door would open because, but since I didn't know that, I just went down, assumed I could make it, and there was just a wall, and I died. So you kind of have to memorize the stages in order to kind of go through without dying. It, mm. it would, it would, otherwise you'd have to be really lucky. Okay. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, some trial and error stuff there. Luckily there's, yeah, it's a lot of trial and error. Luckily the checkpoint system is pretty nice, so you don't go back too far when you're playing it. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, for free, uh, I definitely recommend it. The best part about it, though, is because it's on the phone and the iPad, it's a universal app, and there's and it syncs on its own real smoothly, uh, which is fantastic. I love that. So love it, love it. You can pick pick up where you left off. On exactly. Yeah, and you don't have to click like a upload sync file, or download sync file, or whatever like that. Okay. Um. So that's definitely nice. Um. So yeah, if you have an iOS device, pick up Badlands. For some, some fun, I would recommend that game. 
And there's also multiplayer, which I haven't looked around yet because it's local multiplayer. I'm not quite sure how that would work. Um, I just haven't had someone to try that out though. But and it actually kind of looks nice on on the phone. That's another thing I kind of realized this week is I don't like playing games on my phone anymore because I have my iPad now. Right, right. They just look so much nicer and bigger and better on my iPad. It's like, well, why would I want to look at them all squished up on my phone? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I played Your some more Mystery Room, which is the Professor Layton game. Yeah, you weren't really feeling it last week, but I'm pretty much the same. I'm kind of just going through it just to see where this story goes. This loose, very light story. Uh-huh. There's something weird about the in um, Alfendi Layton. That's kind of the only story thread that connects them. Is he? It seems he has like schizophrenia or something. Okay. Um. So I'm just kind of trying to figure out why he has schizophrenia. I guess I don't know. Uh, I'm almost done the fir- the second pack, which is the first we need to purchase, and then I'll pick up that last pack and finish it up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of an easy thing to do before I go to bed. That's about okay. It. That's about all I can really say about that. That's kind of how I was playing some of the Layton games too. It's just I'll just play this like it was a book or something. Right, right. This is so. a kind of a time killer. Yeah, Except Professor Layton is way better than son. his son. Okay. Just saying that. In his father's shadow. Just exactly. Can't, can't live up. Exactly. It's a tough place That's to all be. I've been playing. But, okay. That's it. <laughs> you sound like you're talking from experience. Man. No, I don't know. It's just it's a common story. I'm actually thinking of like John Lennon's kid. But oh, sorry, okay. Julian. Or whatever. Yeah, it happened yeah. to a friend of yours. I get it. No, no. <laughs> I see how it is. Yeah. Just how do you how do you live up? You can't. Just find something else. I don't know. You can't, and he like never listens to you, and you yeah. try and explain it, but he, all he wants to do. <laughs> or just now, I'm just thinking about like how both David Lynch's daughter and David Cronenberg's son try to make movies, and you're just like, you're setting yourself up for failure here, guys. You should probably become a painter or something. Like, or now I'm thinking <laughs> of like uh, Miyazaki. Yeah. Like his kid, Tales of Earthsea, and everything. Yeah, and it like, get like Boo. a ten percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor, poor guy. It's like, oh, I really like dragons. I just want to. No, people aren't having it. It's yeah, weird, weird attempt to do. So, I don't know. That's not from experience, secondhand. I'm not, I'm not sure. All right, all right, fair enough. Yep, fathers and sons and daughters. So everybody, kids, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to what you've been playing, Nathan. Okay, um. I, I played The Last of Us. Played Ooh, all of it. Okay. Yay! So, I can't obviously spoil a bunch of stuff, but um, I will say, like, my initial reaction was kind of, like, really apprehensive about a bunch of stuff, but I got into it at some point. I think it was just, like, it is, there is a tutorial element to, like, the first two hours of that game, so they don't trust you with all of the game mechanics yet, so I just kind of felt like, man, is this really just going to lead me down stuff like this like is this going to be this directed an experience like you know you have a character basically telling you exactly what to do and where to go for a while and that was kind of bumming me out like i had a weird negative reaction to the first bit i was like oh this is just this is so third person shooter right now um but then once they kind of let you tinker with like the crafting stuff and you're allowed to go scavenge around and the kind of action mechanics become more like your choice as to like do you want to fight do you want to run away that kind of thing i don't know once like the main meat of the game started i was pretty happy um 
I, did you I like, go with hard or normal? I went with hard mode. Okay. Um, which I guess mainly just because it makes the scavenging like really integral, I guess, and like I wanted to look around. Yeah, hey, you're more of a man than I am. Um, it was it was it was good on hard. I I felt nice. Like the limit the limit on the ammo and stuff is so. Key. Did you finish it? Yeah, I finished the whole game. Oh wow! Um, and then I started again on Survivor, and I'm like an hour in again. I I, okay. I guess I liked it. Um, yeah. Because I'm I'm I really enjoyed the combat. Something about the combat with dudes specifically. A lot of the clicker stuff I really just never enjoyed. Like I'm at a clicker part right now where it's just like this is annoying to me. Like the one hit kill aspect of those dudes just. Ooh, that's why you got to upgrade your shiv. Uh, you do, but apparently on survivor mode you can't use shivs on them because you need every single shiv for doors, which is a weird, arbitrary thing that game does, where it's like, if you use a shiv, it just breaks, and you can't, you know, salvage any of it. It's just broken. Like, Well, to be fair, you're kind of making those shivs out of, like, half-broken scissors. I know, but this is a point Vinnie Caravelle brought up that I totally feel. Like, Ellie has a knife that is great, like, she's using it the whole time while you're standing there with your scissors and tape. And you're just like, why can't I just have a knife? Because, like, it can be used over and over. Like, you could jam it in a lock or something. Like, it's just kind of one of those things where, like, the game mechanics dictate that it works this way. And well, you but it's the same thing, it. like, so Penny Arcade had a comic where it was like, you need to be incredibly quiet. Yeah. And if you bump, like, one thing, a clicker is on you, but whereas the other, like, AI that follow you sometime, they can just kind of run around and do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they would oh, have yeah. to, because... So the it's just it's another thing part. of, like, well, she needs to have this knife, because if the AI gets stuck, they need to be able to, like, just kill the thing immediately that's in front of them. I guess. that That is another weird thing, yeah, where, like, you have to stealth it up, like, really well, but then you look behind you and, like, the people falling around are just, like, running... Like, just booking it across, and you're just like, how is no one seeing that guy? Like, right. what is going but on? But you would hate it if they did if they, see that Yeah, guy. if they could aggro enemies, it would be the most frustrating game in the world. So, yeah. I totally get the mechanical reasons why they do all of this stuff. Like, they need to kind of gate you off of certain areas and, like, getting certain swag without any consequence or whatever. But, yeah, like, the shiv rooms seems weirdly frustrating. Like, it's just like, you could miss a bunch of stuff if you play it wrong, and that's like a weird stress that doesn't seem to necessarily come out of reality or something. Like, I don't know. Like, there's some other aspects of that that kind of bum me out. Like, if you kill a guy who clearly just had a gun, you might not get to salvage that gun or ammo. Like, it'll Oh, I saw that, like, like, all the time. Yeah, like, it's just like, oh, sweet, this guy had one bullet for a different gun. What? Like, it's just like, <laughs> why did this zombie have, like, flamethrower ammo? Like, why? Well, maybe he had, he was, like, a soldier beforehand. I guess, but, like, there's just, like, sometimes the video gamey stuff in there kind of contrasts weirdly with how good everything looks. Like, it's kind of one of those things where it's, like, some of the qualities of the game make some of the weird things about the game stand out that much more. Like, it's just like, this is a really well-realized version of, like, Boston. Or, like, whatever, the multiple cities you go to over the course of that game. Like, it's just like, wow, this is a great level design, this looks really nice, but then, like, there's weird magic shivs that are terrible, and, like, you know, zombies carrying weird, unlikely stuff, and, like, I don't know. Like, every now and then it kind of would just bother me. But, I guess, vaguely speaking, I think the hotel was one of my favorite areas. That was probably the first time where I actually, like, 
successfully stealthed. Yeah, like I was just like, man, that was just top to like top to bottom, like top floors to the basement. Like there's stuff that happens all across that building that was just like really interesting. And the basement and, like, some, was super creepy. Yeah, that was my favorite like straight up horror action game segment where I, like I was getting killed over and over, but I was still just like, no, this is this is an interesting horror thing. I need to like use my guns effectively, like. That the limits on ammo force you to use every single weapon you have. Like, you're just like, well, I really like the shotgun, but I have one shell, whereas I have five revolver bullets, so I guess that's what I'm going to go with this time. Like, they kind of keep you rotating through everything you have. Like, there yeah. were fights where I'd be down to just, like, the weirdest, like, it's like, I didn't want to use this here, but it's all I got, so this is how it's going to have to go. Or, like, hitting dudes with bottles and bricks and stuff, like, just pretty pretty savage business there so yeah so how'd really, you find the uh how'd you find all the character stuff the the actual story like there were a few moments that worked quite well like a lot of people are saying the winter chapter is yep. really interesting and there's some really interesting stuff there i, I like some of the stuff they do um without getting into specifics but um was it last guess, week where i was like super close to the end mm-hmm. yes okay so i finished that i should say yeah. Oh, you. I thought you. I assumed you had. I, I okay. Thought, I, yeah. Okay. So I guess. Okay. You finish yours because then I'll talk about my kind of ending stuff. Okay. Um. Without getting obviously yeah. too explicit about it, but I don't know. Like I, I was impressed that they make some decisions with how their narrative goes. Uh, that isn't super typical of video game heroes and stuff. Like it was kind of like, oh, okay. Like that. Like it's something a story beat that would come out of a movie more often than a video game would normally do. So I, I was generally okay with it, even though it's like one of those things where you only have so much control over Joel and his decisions as a person. Like, even though you're the guy with the controller, like, at the end of the day, there's still a story that they just wanted to tell you, and you don't really get to make any big decisions in, on that front, which is... Maybe a little weird, like not always what I look for in a video game, but I think I just adjusted to what the game kind of was going to do. Like, I I think I went into it with kind of like hoping they would just totally break the mold or something, whereas I kind of had to realize like that's not what Naughty Dog does. They don't come in and like invent a new thing. They just come in and like refine a thing and make it like the best it can be. Kind of like they didn't invent the Tomb Raider formula, but they made it really great with Uncharted, and, like, here it's, like, they didn't invent Resident Evil or anything, but they took a lot of those elements and then made it into their own kind of really great refined game, which is totally great, but it still falls within kind of that framework. Like, there's there's not a lot different, like, maybe some of the stealth stuff, but the, I will say the stealth stuff was my least favorite, and that's something I'm not looking forward to in Survivor Mode, because they take away more of your abilities there. You don't have, like, the supersonic hearing anymore. Oh, wow. So, like, I am in, like, the first major clicker area in survivor mode, and it's just like, this is going to suck so bad, because I shivved and, like, you know, echo heard everything in this area. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And also, and it also like, slows down your walking, so the clickers can't hear you. Yeah, and, like, yeah. there's a ton of stuff to scavenge in that area, too, so I'm just like, I want to open the safe, but I hate this place. So, oh, man. Like, I, I don't know. Like, so those... it's like, if you were actually there. Yeah, those clicker moments have definitely been, like, the only brick walls. I Like, I was playing it for long sessions, but then I sometimes get to a point where I'm just like, I just don't want to play this clicker part right now and turn it off. So that was not my favorite part of that game. 
but um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah. Oh, and the multiplayer, I can talk about that too, but I guess if you want to have share some thoughts on the campaign. Yeah, just, just kind of quick. So, so I guess that winter part, Yeah, that was basically what I was hoping would be the end. Yeah, it seems like a big climax there that I felt just from like a like a pacing standpoint, like that was like, hey, there we go. Now let's just kind of smooth sail into the finish. We'll just like we're we're already made it to the top of the hill. We'll just slide right into the finish. It'll be nice and smooth and relaxing and perfect. Yeah, yeah. And then they make you have like the hardest fights with the most soldiers ever. Right. So I just got to a point where because like. Like I won't say specifics, but like there's a there's some really nice stuff you get to see after that, mm-hmm. and then you're in like an underground passageway, and there's like, all right, there's like 16 infected guys here, and it's like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. And you get through there, and it's like, okay, here's 15 soldiers with assault rifles. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. So it... it was kind of me just like, oh, I just I wanted I just want to finish this game. I just want to finish this game. I just want to finish this game. What are you doing? I still, I still feel it's like a better paced ending sequences than like Uncharted Two had, for example, or even Uncharted Three, like where there's kind of just like weird twists and like new enemies and it's all crazy. Like, oh sure, the blue guys. There's no yeah. blue guys thing really. Like, right. There, there are some. There is more fighting towards the end than maybe you would want at that point. Like, there was yeah, definitely because at a while... the end we're basically like, all right, get ready for your hardest stealth sequence yet. And it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. You're making me go through, like, because, like, emotionally, like, I was finished, mm-hmm. and now you're making me go through a very tense part as slow as I can. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, come on. Yeah, I did eventually kind of get caught up in the different look of the stuff you're doing with, like, dealing with. And, like, there was a certain franticness to the core dilemma that's being dealt with in the last bit too, but I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the peak, like the climax happens earlier and then that is the falling action, but they For still me, decide to pack in like a lot more stuff. I don't know. There, there's still a thing that happened in the final bit that I thought was kind of crazy, but I don't, I can't obviously talk about it. Right. Um, but yeah. So multiplayer, I haven't played it. What's up? I kind of dig it. Like I kind of like the uncharted multiplayer too, because it still let you do all the world traversal stuff as though it was the regular game. Like you're still, mantling up buildings and like there's a certain like i don't know there's a multi-tiered structure to all the maps and things that makes it like there's dudes up top and there's dudes on the ground underground all around um this like has that kind of aspect of it but also there's a cool kind of social meta game to the whole thing where you're kind of scavenging supplies for your colony and if you opt in to like enable this feature which i did they will populate the colonies like names and stuff with people from your facebook list right but not like they won't be spamming your facebook wall or with anything they'll just be like hey will you let us kind of look here and then we'll just pull this information and then it'll just be like oh weird like sean's going foraging or something or like john's making a fire like stuff like that like you two guys i do like fire i don't know proactive yeah i try i try my best like some friends of mine have died because of my decisions and stuff, like, or because I, I did shitty in a multiplayer match, so then it comes back and you're just like, yeah, bro, you weren't able to get enough supplies for today, so, like, it's just kind of weird that there's this extra level to kind of keep you hooked in to play it every day, um, but the way the actual gameplay works out, it's just two team-based modes, um, you're trying to scav, like, gather parts and stuff while also just obeying the rules of the multiplayer match or whatever, so it's just like, you know, supply raid is basically 
team deathmatch with respawns, and then I think it's just called uh, Survivors is basically like Counter-Strike style. Like, you, you die, it's over. It's round-based, no respawn kind of thing. So you're just kind of trying to do as best you can before you die. Um, that's it. There's only two modes, but I think it's partially just the the fact that they keep a lot of the mechanics from the single player in there. Like, there's still um, crafting in there, and the... I guess, I guess that's... Well, like, and then just kind of gathering stuff. Like, the... There's little stations of supply boxes all over the map that you're trying to kind of get to despite everything that's going on. Like, you kind of just want to find parts for your own personal selfish reasons. And it kind of instances it for everybody, I think. So there's, like, parts for everybody to go around. So you're kind of just gathering stuff. And then that brings you to natural conflict points where two groups are going for the same box and then a firefight erupts or whatever. It's only eight people... So it's pretty small scale, but there's a, still an intensity to just the way that gunplay and combat works that is pretty neat so far. And But I guess they also kind of add on this extra weird story type thing where, like, each... Like, I'm going through several weeks seems to be the structure of it, and it's just like, all right, it's week four. Um, there's now a crisis point. Um, uh, fireflies are going to come and attack your camp. Uh, how well you defend your camp is dependent on whether or not you solve this mission. And then there's kind of this extra, like, level to it where you're, you choose from a wide variety of, like, combat objectives. So it's like, do you think you can get three downs with the revolver in the next round? If so, like, choose this one. And then if you get nine over the course of the next three rounds, you will get a better percentage uh, retainment on that kind of mission objective. I was choosing uh, tagging enemies as mine as kind of like a support thing. Um, I'm also doing... Uh, I'm doing terrible at it. Like, healing teammates, I don't know how to do that, so I'm just failing this, like, mission. And then if you fail that extra-level mission, after that round, it'll be like, hey, um, like, 12 of your like, colony members died. And that's kind of weird like i don't know can you can you live with the pressure i lost a lot of dudes i was at 40 and now i'm at like 20 something it was was pretty bad so i'm not sure how long i'll keep playing it but i think it was just like i really like the combat mechanics in that game in general so to see them applied elsewhere is kind of cool and also i i don't know like a lot of people seem to make the observation that like big budget triple a games like if it's a single player focused game it shouldn't have multiplayer it's a waste of the developer's time and stuff I'm kind of impressed Naughty Dog put together a sort of interesting multiplayer mode. Like, Bioshock Infinite doesn't have multiplayer at all, and people are like, oh, it's, that's fine. Focus on your strengths, but they kind of managed to pull off both reasonably well, so... Cool. It's a good so, idea. So, Nathan, Last yeah. of Us or Bioshock Infinite? Uh, I don't know, like, in what metric... I Maybe... Maybe The Last of Us? Okay. Like, I'm just because... Like, at its best, it's kind of reminding me of, like, my favorite times with Resident Evil 4, just as, like, a action horror adventure. Like, it's just like, this is, there's some great moments in here that are bringing me back to that, but it's, like, way better graphics and everything. That's really cool. So. I'm it, glad you're liking it. Yeah, it speaks to me a little more than Bioshock Infinite. John, you're up next. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to try to get a play in here. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was that game that, that ate up a lot of my time. Um, I was playing it earlier today, too, actually. Um, but, yeah. Uh, then I played. I've I've been hearing about this game for the past couple of weeks. Gunpoint. Um, yeah, I've been hearing a lot. I yeah, heard the name too, but I don't know what it's about. Tell it's, us what it's about. It's kind of an espionage 
game. It's like a side-scrolling stealth platformer kind of thing, but with like this hacking mechanic that's pretty simplified. I, I guess the big story is it is. Uh, I, I don't actually know the guy's name, but th- uh, Tom Francis maybe. I think that sounds it. familiar. Yeah. Um. It's it's been a like it's made by a guy who was a writer for a long time, and this is his first game ever. So like it's like man for a first effort, this is pretty amazing. Like, it seems to be the You are correct, it is Tom Francis. Yeah, a lot of people have been pretty impressed by, like, wow, it's really cohesive vision and design and stuff, and I guess that's true, but just the way the missions play out, like, I don't know, I'm just not super drawn into it yet. I've only played, like, 45 minutes of it. Uh, but you, you basically have, like, super jumps, and you're kind of... You're presented with a building. Each Each level seems to be like, hey, you need to get to this computer and hack it and get these files. And th- there's, like, a narrative component to all of this. Like, through a series of text messages with your clients, you kind of figure out why they need you to steal these files and, like, kind of what their extra conditions are. Like, it's just like, hey, man, I don't want you to, like, kill anybody over this stuff. Like, don't do that. So you can just punch out dudes instead of killing them. Because I guess you can buy guns and stuff. Um, I haven't done that yet. But, yeah, like, you can kind of choose to go lethal or non-lethal, and depending on your client, they'll d- demand you do one or the other. Like... Some of the people you're doing missions with are kind of scumbags. Like they're just like, man, no, whatever. I'm paying you. You kill whoever I say. It's just like, I don't want to do that. So I just like punched out the guy. So I guess there's some interesting stuff going on. Um, but yeah, it's basically a puzzle game. Like it really, like it's like, how do you hack things? You're basically linking, like a switch of some kind, be it a security camera or a literal light switch or whatever, with like a different object in the environment. That'll, like, turn out the lights so the guards get all confused and start running around. Um, and that'll let you sneak up there and kind of jump on them from behind and punch them out. Or... Yeah, so you'll want to do stuff like, well, I know the the light switch, you know, re- turn it off so when the guard goes to turn it back on, you can rewire it to actually unlock a door for you. Yeah. This is, this is the one where you can also, like, fly out of, like, 30-story buildings and be perfectly fine. Yeah. The game opens with, like, dude falling off, like, a 10-story building, and it's just like, whoa, is that dude fine? It's like, yeah, whatever. He's got the super pants on. They they explain it, but it's really silly. So it's it, it's super pants. It's some manner, yeah, some manner of technology enhanced pants is the super ability. So yeah, dude can jump like crazy, and you're also just okay. climbing up walls and stuff. I don't know. It's it's kind of a neat aesthetic to it and stuff. Like the music's kind of low key. I guess maybe they're going for like a film noir kind of thing or something. But yeah, it's it's okay. I've been a, maybe a little underwhelmed in it, uh, like by it so far, just in light of some of the talk. Like it came out the same week as the Swapper, and people were like, "Swapper's cool and all, but man, Gunpoint, right?" And it's just like, I kind of, I don't know. Now I'm like worried if the Swapper won't live up to what people were saying either. But hey, I'll probably buy that sometime this week. But we'll get to that later. There's a sale going on. Right? Oh, no. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I also played Alan Wake: The Signal. That game is really short. Is that the second one or the first one? The first one. Oh, okay. I forgot how I like short the writer it was. more. Yeah, the, that's the last one. That, but then I'll have played all of the Alan Wake. There won't be Alan, any Alan Wake left for me to play. So. Right. Yeah, but I did that yesterday. It's like maybe 90 minutes, especially if you don't care about the collectibles. Like, you can run through that pretty quickly. I don't remember, like, anything about the signal. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of TVs at the end. It forms a big TV monster. Oh, is that the signal? I thought that was the writer, because I actually liked that. That part was cool. Yeah, I think it's called the signal just because I got a phone call on my Verizon phone and dude was right, talking yeah. about the signal. And he even says like, "Can you hear me?" I know, like it's the way product placement works in those seems really weird. Like Energizer is no longer on everything in the DLC, but right. they're still making hey Verizon. I was like, 
right. Well, I guess they just had a new... Like, I'm sure they only sponsored just the main game or something. Yeah. Yeah. I seem to recall there was, like, a Verizon billboard in the main game, too. It's, I don't know. It's kind of strange, but I, I still generally like Alan Wake. It was glitching on me weird at one point where, like, he was treating curbs like they were uh, ledges and he couldn't get over them. So I had to, like, jump to get up a sidewalk. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I don't think this is supposed to be like this. So I reset and it figured it out. But it That was... seems like like such a game thing to to have that like you'd see that in like a mega 64 video yeah like it was it was really weird like everything looks totally fine but then dude can't run off the road because there's a sidewalk in the way and he has to do this like full body leap to get out it It was kind of kind of funny but yeah so i'll I'll finish up the alan wake thing i think they're basically setting up mr stitch right for like the american nightmare is that kind of i remember well, there's a bunch of stuff with Thomas Zane and, like, the weird alter, insane ego of Alan Wake. Taking okay, over. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I still I still kind of dig that game in general, even though there's some, like, annoying combat bits in it still. Like, there's, like, face off against these monster trucks! You gotta, you gotta fight them. There's, like, I don't, alright. Or, like, whenever the level itself starts throwing shit at you, I hate that. Like, it's just, like, this playground is now just gonna throw a slide at you. And this is this big possessed slide comes flying at you, and you just die. You're just like, all right, gotta use that flashlight. Yeah, but that gotta flashlight is terrible. I, I, yeah, basically, like knowing I'm not gonna save any of this stuff, obviously, because it's like a two hour game. It's just like use your flare gun like all the time, and like bust out those flares. Like who cares? Because they're gonna give you a bunch, and it's not like you're saving them for the end boss or anything. It's just, just go. So. Alan Wake. But anyway, that that's it. Plus Animal So Crossing the writer's next, though? You are gonna you will play that? I will play the writer, and then that'll be the end of the Alan Wake saga. So, cool. Yeah. And Animal Crossing continues to be Animal Crossing. But yeah, John, sure. what, what have you been playing? Sup? I, uh, I finished Procrossi. All 150? Finished it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, why? Sorry. <laughs> Wait, why does that surprise you? Why the why? Well, like there's all that you like. I've seen you have a terrible backlog, and you choose to spend your time just. Well, I'm gonna play another Picross puzzle, right? Like, dude, I I like Picross. I know. I'm not saying don't like Picross. It's just like there's literally nothing like different. It's like, wouldn't you rather a different experience? Sometimes you're in the mood for just a puzzle. All of game. Picross, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, way to go! I bet you're the only person that did that. No, I, I'm I'm pretty sure there's other people who finished it. Okay. So then I went ahead and played the game I actually said I was going to play last week. Uh, cool. Disney's Epic Mickey Power of Illusion. Okay. I, I didn't say that last right. week. <laughs> Wait, what? Is this the first or the second one? This is the, the 3DS one, so it's the middle one. Okay. Okay. Did Warren Spector have anything to do with these past the first one? He was involved in the second one. Th- yeah, he was. Oh, okay. It All was right. just this one he wasn't involved in. This was done by Dream Rift. Okay. Uh, which is weird, because I thought it was done by WayForward, but I guess not. Hmm. How, how is it? <laughs> so epic, Mickey, then. That's, that's Ouch. No, dude, those are totally underwhelming games, and they should be better. Like, that's just true. I'm, I'm sorry, Warren Spector, but you didn't make a great video game. Here's the thing, like, I, I played it because I, I was told it's a super short game, so I'm like, okay, I'll just knock that one out fast and just make a notch on my backlog. Yeah. But, um, there was a slight hamper on that. The game only takes four hours to beat, maybe. Okay. But to complete it takes ten. What? Please tell me you're not going to complete it. I already did. 
Oh, all right. Dude. <laughs> was it worth the extra six hours? Like, what, what Here, is Here's it? the thing, like, the game, is, like, it's based on uh, Castle of Illusion for the Genesis. So, like, it's that kind of platforming gameplay where you just jump on enemies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the platforming is cr- is super tight. Uh, the stage design's nice. The uh, the sprites are fantastic, like, way forward level. They're, like, really good. Mm-hmm. But the game is incredibly hampered down because of the paint mechanics. You know how in, like, Epic Mickey you would, like, paint things to make them appear or disappear? Yeah. Imagine you had to do that every time you needed a specific item in the game, but you had to use the touch screen on the bottom to trace out an image or completely erase out an image. Hmm. Is it, but is it, like, do a slash, like, kind of, like, one No, it's like, style? here's here's a silhouette of Mickey Mouse's head. Uh, fill out the entire border of it. Oh, okay. Or, or erase the entire picture. Like, I mean, right. Okami kind of had simplified draw to do a thing mechanics, but it was like a circle or something. Yeah, no, it's, it is not Okami level, like, okay. by any means. Like, I had to start playing with the stylus between, like, my in my fingers while I was playing the platforming sections. Or I guess, like, Kirby, like, Canvas Curse would have, like, simplified shapes you draw and stuff, but... No, so Canvas... is way too demanding in the drawing. Canvas Curse was literally, oh, you either do, like, a line underneath Kirby or you do a circle. Mm-hmm. So no, no, it, it was it was like okay, trace out this icon, and then it, it could be as simple as just like a rectangle, mm-hmm. and it could be as complex as like here's Uncle Scrooge's head. <laughs> Does it get pretty angry at you too if you don't like do it really well? Like, yeah, no, no, it rates you for every couple of sections of the of the trace, yeah. and if you do bad, it'll say and you it'll take up like a section of your paint meter, and if it uses up all your paint, it'll make you do it all over again. Oh man, this is like. That's a really crappy. So hat. you loved this so much, you needed to complete it. Fuck! I, you know what? You know, it's very rarely I I play a game that I regret my decision to complete it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that game was pretty high on that list. Not gonna lie. I don't get you. You have you have this game, and then you have like Last of Us in your other hand. Well, here's here's the thing. It was is like, oh, this will just be a short game, so I can just knock this out because I I didn't look it up till afterwards. And then you cause... did knock it out, and then you're like, you know what? Let's double that. No, 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 no. I, I like did it along with the gameplay because I heard like people were like, "Oh, it just takes like four hours." I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'll just do everything while I'm going along." Uh-huh. And then when I got near the end of the game, uh, I decided to check on howlongtobeat.com and see how long it took people. And they said, "You know, yeah, just the game itself, four hours. Uh, with all the completion stuff, ten. I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> well, I've gone this far. Okay. Might as well finish it. You make strange life decisions, John. You, trust me, I'm well aware of my strange. You could have been. You could like. You, you could have been almost done Last of Us if you had made a different life decision. If you had taken a different path. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no. like and The thing that makes it so slow, there's no run button in the game. Okay. So, uh, but when you do a, a painting and you do it with like a, a good, great, or perfect rating, like they'll give you, you'll get some added power added to this meter and that speeds you up and lets you jump higher. Mm-hmm. But like that, and that makes it go faster. But the thing that actually drags out the game for the completionist is that there's only 11 stages, and there's quests. There's uh, quests you have to do in the game. Like you'll save a character. Let's say I saved Aladdin. Aladdin's in it. Yeah, like they'll have like a, they have like a, a decent amount of Disney characters. They had like Rapunzel in it from. Uh, is someone Entangled. from Treasure Planet in it? No. How about Tron? No. Ah. Oh. Okay. Okay. How about Home on the Range? No. That's fine. Wow. I know. Let's keep going Pixar more obscure. Yeah. Chicken Little. Is he in it? No. Okay. Is that Disney? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is Pixar in it? Like uh, anything Pixar? No. Oh wow. I know. I was kind of surprised. Like is I was more surprised. Scrooge McDuck. Mulan is in it. Okay. How about Tarzan? No. How about okay. Jane? No, nothing Tarzan related. Okay. Okay. Clayton. But- all right, you said nothing. I'm just, <laughs> now I'm just trying to get into how many characters in I know. Yeah. yeah. That elephant. Anyway, whatever. Okay, so Disney stuff. There's missions in the... Okay, we, we yeah. tangented because Aladdin, but okay. Say yeah, so you the, rescue the, Aladdin. Say so you rescue Aladdin, and they're like, hey, have you seen a poo? I'm like, no, I guess I'll go look for him. Which one's a poo? Then you go... The monkey. Oh, for or Aladdin? Abu, sorry, Abu. 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 Sorry, Abu. Because Abu. Abu is the dude from The Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah. So oh, that would be weird. Man, I haven't thought of a poo in like four years. Yeah. So if you like, it'll tell you say, okay, go find a boo. So you'll have to go back through one of the original stages you've played through. You'll see like a little icon that says, hey, there's a quest item in this stage, either a person or uh, like something in a treasure chest. Mm-hmm. But you have to play through the entire stage, even if the item is at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And you, because you can't just exit out of the stage after you get the item, that, it'll think no, it'll count it as not saving. That's yeah. Terrible. So basically, okay. the only reason it takes that long to complete it is because they just force you to replay the stages in full. So over you're kind over. of playing the game twice because of weird. It's more than twice. Two and a it's half more than times twice. more. Yeah. It, you know what? You play through each stage at least three times. Gross. It's disgusting. But they were pretty fun. The first that you said type mechanics type. They get no. The platform itself is fun. It's just I don't want to keep playing through the same eleven stages over and over and over again. You didn't have to. It's fair. No one well, forced you to do this. I know, but like for completionist's sake. So okay. well, I guess I just don't like. I haven't completed like I didn't get a hundred percent of the stuff like the notes to scavenge in Last of Us. But I'm still like, no, I finished that game. That yeah. Was good. Like, I don't need to go back for that reason. I don't, I don't well, I mean, know. It, it, it depends, too. Like I said, I'd heard the game was short, so I figured, okay, I'll just go for the full completion on it. Mm-hmm. I guess they do. And then I learned that was a mistake. New Game Plus stuff in there, but... There's no New Game Plus in this, thankfully. What about Last of Us? Last of Us has it. So, I, I although that was kind of a thing that confused me initially, because I was like, wait, I beat it. Shouldn't I have un- unlocked uh, Survivor Mode? And yes, except you can't roll all your cool upgraded gear into a Survivor gameplay one. Yeah, so. you can only do New Game Plus for the difficulties that you've beaten. Yeah, so I could play hard again with better stuff, but then it would be easier, and I wouldn't know why I'm doing it. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I've started over on Survivor. But uh, And then Survivor Plus is a thing, though, so you can roll that forward and get better and better, but I don't know, play this game over and over again forever. I, I guess I was kind of thinking, like, how annoying, like, scripted moments must be for, like, speedrun people. Like, where it's just like, and in this hallway, Joel walks really slow because dialogue, or whatever, and you can't do anything about it. Like, I, I don't know. I haven't watched many, uh, you know, speed runs of stuff like that. Like, is there Gears speed runs where it's just like, oh yeah, this part sucks because Marcus just puts his hand up to his ear and walks slowly. Just bear with me. Very you guys, do you guys watch those? or? If anything, that's probably like a break. I guess, maybe. Like or prep where you're gonna go next or something. But yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Um. Anything that's, else? That's it for yep. games. Or that's it. Uh, I then moved on to Project Cross Zone. Okay. What? This is that weird fighting game. Okay. Well, it's it's a strategy RPG. Right, but with all the fighting game characters. Well, with all the Capcom, Namco, and Sega characters. Right. Okay. Never mind. So weird. Like not up. not right. everyone's a fighting game character. Right. Right. We compared it to Robot Tyson. Yeah, because it, it's the same guys. Oh, okay. How's how's that? 
You know what? It's fun. Uh, not that difficult from what I've noticed. It does seem like it drags on a bit, mm. but uh, I'm, I'm like a quarter of the way through the game now. Apparently, I heard there's something like there's 45 missions, and I'm currently on chapter 9, but I had to go through five prologue missions before that. Okay. So I'm on like chapter 14, technically. Mm. What's the point of having five prologue missions? It was, yeah, I thought it was really weird. Just make them, just make them missions. They were just introducing characters and gameplay mechanics through the, those five... It was basically like an extended tutorial where they just start introducing characters and gameplay, and then they were like, okay, here's the actual story now. Okay. Because, like, uh, in the prologues, they were jumping between, like, worlds and, and groups of characters, but then, like, chapter one onwards, you're like, okay, your group of characters are always here with you, and all your levels will always carry forward from here on out. So is it better than Fire Emblem? No. Is it okay. funnier than Fire Emblem? Ugh. <sighs> Fire Emblem was pretty funny. Fire Emblem was pretty funny, man. I, oh, okay. I wouldn't say no. It, it's it's more engaging, I guess, in a way than Fire Emblem, in the sense that like your combat has you have to do things during combat. Okay. Okay. It's got a combo system. So when you get into a fight, uh, your character right off the bat will have three sets of moves they can do. Uh, you can either do just standard attack button, left and attack, or right and attack. So when you pick whatever attack you want to do, like it'll be super flashy, and then like once that attack ends, your the enemy you're fighting will bounce around somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now if you hit them before they touch the ground, you'll keep the combo going, and like they can't block or anything. And once you do like if you do all your separate moves, if you don't repeat a move, it'll give you an extra attack, so you can pick one of the three moves you have unlocked later. But um, if you also attack them just before they touch the ground, you'll also do critical hits. So mm. it's a risk-reward. It's like, you have to time your attack just right so they don't touch the ground, but they're close enough that you can get critical hits to speed up the combat. Also, it's if you more, have any... It's more of like a mini-game? This seems K- like? Kinda, yeah. Okay. Like, it's kind of a timing-type mini-game, but like it, the, the combat looks like super crazy. It's it's anime as hell. Right. Is the best way to put it. Are they uh, kind of weaving all of this like weird mashups of different characters and stuff into some sort of coherent story or is sort of this is silly? a sequel to it yeah it's a sequel to a game we never got over here called namco cross capcom okay so it's the same combat style and everything i think it's, i think it's even the same team so but uh the idea is was just like all these worlds are becoming like merged together by some evil team and you all have to work together to try to figure out what it is and revert everything back to normal are they like riffing on everybody's characteristics and stuff I have the some. There's like a lot of in jokes where like if you've played the game, these characters are from, you'll get it. Okay. Like uh, Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts shows up and like his armor breaks and suddenly he's in his underwear and like oh not again. Okay. Th- like that's a lot all. Of weird things like that. That's all you can expect, really. It's like ah, if you play the more games you played, the richer this experience will be. Yeah, to no. Some like, I I I find it fun because it's not too challenging, I guess, so far at least. Mm-hmm. But and I'm I'm kind of excited to see like what other characters are in the game because I didn't completely spoil myself with the list. But like on my on my team right now, let's see who I have here. Just give me one moment. I have a bunch of characters from that Sakura Wars game we played during the live stream. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I know. Uh, dot hack characters. Oh, okay. Okay. Like yeah, they went pretty well. Like Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine. So Resident Evil characters, uh, Dante from Devil May Cry, a bunch of characters from Darkstalkers, uh, Ken and Ryu, Chun-Li, Tron Bon, Frank West from Dead Rising, Arthur, a bunch, yeah, a bunch more Secure Wars characters, uh, Virtual Fighter characters, 
Shining Force EXA characters, Resonance of Fate characters, mm-hmm. Dynamite Cops, so Die Hard Arcade, you get uh, Bruce Willis slash Bruno Dellinger. Uh, then there's like all these, like, they'll have like these random cameras, like, oh, here's a guy from Fighting Vipers, or here's Jin and Zhao Yu from Tekken and Hihachi. Awesome. Okay. And here's, yeah, there's like Robot Wars characters, uh, Endless Frontier characters, God Eater characters. Are there any and cases like, of like dudes who would normally be enemies in their respective game or working together? Uh, Hihachi. Okay. Uh, some of the, Dark Stalkers characters. I guess most Dimitri's usually a bad guy, but he's working with Dante in this one. Okay. There you go. Like those are all like the I guess the characters I've unlocked so far. I know that like X and Zero show up from Mega Man X. And just like a bunch of other crazy characters. Like there's a lot of Japanese specific characters like Valkyrie Pro- Valkyrie Chronicles three. Or Valkyria Chronicles three characters show up in and we never got that game. Yeah, I was like, I thought there was only one of those, but No. Uh we no, we got two of them over here. We did? Okay. Yeah, the second one's PSP, and so's the third one. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Like, a couple characters from, like, series like Jury from uh, Street Fighter Four. She's a bad guy. Hmm. Some of the normal enemies are like, oh, here's the zombie from uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. Or, like, here's the robots from Mega Man Legends. Like, it, it's a cool concept. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's really enough to hold the game all the way through. Like, how far know, would you say you are? Uh, Roughly a quarter through the game. Oh. So don't know if the momentum will carry it. No, but uh, I'm I'm curious to see how it'll be. Like I'm enjoying it so far. I'm, I'm playing like a chapter a day, basically. Do you know which team at Nintendo is responsible for the Advance Wars games? Like, are they the Fire Emblem people too? That's intel. Yeah, that's Intelligent Systems. So oh, okay. they also do Paper Mario and uh, Advance or and Fire Emblem. Because just like seems like with this new renaissance for strategy RPG type stuff, like where where are those at? Why I wouldn't be surprised if Advance Wars suddenly made a comeback. Yeah, like, that'd be cool on the Wii U. Wave. Sure, I, got that. I screen. feel like if, I feel like they wouldn't do it on the Wii U because like they'd be like, oh, we'll just do Battalion Wars instead because yeah, that was pr- so well received. You know, 3DS has more units out there too, so they probably want to ride that. Yeah, yeah, dude. I know. I'd I'd totally be down for another Advance Wars. Yeah, even though that name right. doesn't really make sense anymore. Like, whatever. 3DS. Well, I mean, remember in Japan it was called Famicom Wars. Right. So just respective system and then wars? Well, no, like, even, like, the Super Nintendo one, I believe, was still called Famicom Wars. Oh. Okay, that doesn't make sense. Gotcha. Well, and there was a DS one called Advance Wars, isn't there? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, once they were out of the Advance War, like, the Game Boy Advance, like, why did they keep naming them that? Maybe it's well, because like it's just Super a Mario series, Bros like... Kind of thing. But, yeah. Like, the, war, Blank Wars is kind of, like, their series for, like, that kind of era, because of, like, Battalion Wars on the GameCube and uh, Wii. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So on top of Cross Zone, I also played Deadpool. Oh, okay. So the game I actually said I was going to play. I had a dream about that game. I don't know <laughs> why. Uh, I was. Do elaborate, Nathan. I'm I, I'm very curious. I was at a carnival and there was like a maze, and it looked like it was broken or something. There was just a small section of wall, and it was just like, oh yeah, no, go around to the right. And I was like, do whatever. I can see it. So I just went around to the left, and then I ended up in some weird, like, yellow room with a bunch of demo stations for the Deadpool game. <laughs> and I don't know what? why. Like, I was just like, hey, here's a PlayStation controller, let's go. And I was just playing the Deadpool game for a little bit. And I don't know anything it? about Deadpool. No. I, I didn't beat it. it was... <laughs> and then I, I left the maze by doing exactly what the guy said, because I realized it was some sort of magic wall or something. And then I got out of it. It, it was really weird, but I have no idea why the Deadpool game was on my well, Nathan, mind. Nathan, how was it? 
Uh, I don't know. It seemed like kind of crude humor. Is what I was getting. <laughs> I don't know. It was like Duke Nukem esque. Some of the stuff he was saying. I'm not sure if that's accurate. What kind of attitude does he have? Kind of is. Sorta. Okay. Okay. Uh, Deadpool is like insane. All right. So he like, have he's, three or four voices in his head. He's got two voices in his head in this one. Okay, but plus his own voice, right? Yeah. So, so there's three. three personalities there. Yeah. And Nolan North is all three voices. Is he? Because like, there's like a super serious voice that does not sound even remotely like Nolan. I'm North. pretty sure I heard he, Nolan North does all three. If he does all three, then that's really impressive. You can tell uh, the Deadpool is him. You can tell that the screwball voice is him, but the super serious one is. That does not sound like Nolan North. Well, he did the Penguin, too. I was going to say, yeah, he did the Penguin. So, so he's true. got range yeah. if he wants He's got to, range. But... He's got to give Troy Baker a run for his money now. Yeah. Apparently. they got to start competing. They're apparently buddies. But anyway. um, How 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 is that? Some people have been yeah. really angry at it. Like the I, Rock, Paper, Shotgun really wasn't feeling it. I'm, but... I'm not sure how to feel about it, to be honest. Okay. Well, as someone who loves Devil May Cry... Uh, well, I it guess does not play. It doesn't play like Devil May Cry. I'll be honest. My question isn't, would be, but it's like, a, isn't it a hack and slash like Devil May Cry? It, it is a hack and slash, but is some of the sense of humor stuff reminding you of like Matt Hazard, where it's like making fun of the game, but then it's still that? Because that was kind yeah. of their issue. Like, like it has, man, it has a lot of like so making boring. fun of game developers and jokes, kind of. At least in the beginning, yeah. And then like it gets a bit more off that topic later on, but like he'll see, he's obviously fully aware he's in a video game, so he'll say a lot of fourth wall stuff. Okay. But like, there's How there's like a lot of funny you? jokes inside the game too. Um, there was one point where a tutorial came a tutorial came up, and they were like, "Okay, use X and Y to break a guard," and then instead I shot the character. Mm-hmm. So then it just flashed on the screen, like, or you could just shoot the fucker instead. Okay. So like, the game was felt fully aware I was ignoring the tutorial and just started making fun of me for it. Okay. How uh, far into it are you? I'm not too far, and I'm only like through the first mission or so. Uh, you start the game, you're in as like an apartment. So you can go around and like interact with a bunch of things there, and there's all these like weird jokes. Like you can call Nolan North. Oh right, yeah, and you can have there's a conversation with himself and stuff. Yeah, I heard about that. Okay. Uh, you can go surf the internet. You can make a thousand pancakes. Why? You, you can eat pizza. Try to attempt to eat it through your mask and stuff like that. It's just, it's really weird. Like, so they just, I think they just kind of feel like, yeah, uh, they call it like a. Uh, like, the, there's an achievement that says, like, play with all of Deadpool's junk. Which is, like, all the different things here. Like, there's literally an area you can go and just do air guitar. Okay. They're all, like, weird that little... That seems like, pretty Duke Nukem, like, just go over here and do an interaction. Kind of, yeah. Like, you can also just sit down and watch TV and just watch random, like, profiles of characters that are in the game. Is the game itself hard, or, like, action? Uh, I am playing it on hard. Okay. And, um, I'm not sure how I feel about it, like... When you're in, like, there's... Okay, there's two types of enemies I've encountered so far. One are the melee enemies, the other is the shooting enemies. Uh-huh. Melee right. enemies, not a problem. The, the melee combat, very similar, or at least trying to be, like, Batman, of all things. A lot well, of yeah, people so are like every beat right Yeah. But here's the thing, like, it's like God of War-type combos, or I think Dynasty Wars might be the best comp comparison, because it's like, oh, hit XY or XXY, and you'll do, like, different moves. Mm-hmm. But if an enemy jumps towards you at any time, the B will flash over their head, and if you hit the B button, you'll counter automatically and hit, like, a couple characters. Okay. Also, if you just point in a direction and do an attack, you'll kind of, like, f- float towards the character a bit more naturally than kind of like Batman. Okay. Okay. So it, it's trying to be, like, a modded case of the, the Arkham combat style. Yeah. That, that's, that's but been... then you get into the, the shooting enemies, 
And at least on hard, like they will wreck you fast. Like I haven't, like sometimes I won't be paying attention to my health meter and suddenly realize I'm dead. Uh, and I, w- I went into the fight. Health, right? Yeah, but it's, it's like a Call of Duty style where like, okay, red window around you for a bit and then sure. it'll kick in after for a while. But it's just, it just threw me off because, like, it's obviously because I'm playing on hard, but it's just like, wow, how did I get destroyed that fast? And, uh, the shooting is not like Devil May Cry shooting where it's like, oh, there's a target nearby, hit the gun button and it'll hit someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to aim. Oh, okay. So it, you can either third person aim, like a third person shooter, or you can just kind of, like, hope and pray if you hit the gun button when you're wild aiming, you'll hit someone. And usually you do. Okay. The auto aiming on the gun seems okay. But all their guns also have ammo. So you have to keep picking up ammo pickups. Yeah. I don't know. But, just... but thankfully, it seems like every ammo pickup you find and they are dropped from enemies pretty regularly will instantly completely fill up your gun. So okay. they didn't go too bad. Plus, there's also grenades. You can have, like, I've got flashbangs and just pineapple grenades. There's a couple different weapons you can get. Right now, I just got default pistols and katanas, but there's, like, size and everything else you can get. Mm-hmm. Who is this? Who made this game? High Moon Studios, they made all those Transformer games recently, and uh, Dark Watch for, like, PS2. Oh, okay. weird. Okay, yeah. I, I played that. Huh. Yeah, and, like, same guys. You mean, like, the Fall of Cybertron, like, the well-regarded Transformers game? Yes. Weird, okay. Like, the past three Transformer games, like, that's all them. And then they just did went to Deadpool. Hmm. Like, they, they got Deadpool's sense of humor down good. Like, you'll have, like, the two sides of his brain, or the two inside voices, like, talking to him and, like, telling him, like, oh, you should probably do this, and, like, no, ignore it, do this instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, a lot of weird jokes. Like, I got in an elevator, and then uh, this, like, old song called Crazy started playing. And then Deadpool's like, oh, this is my jam! And then he starts karaokeing and dancing around while the two voices are like, he's such a good singer. Like the Gnarls no, Barkley no. song? No, no, uh, like the crazy... Crazy for trying to blah blah that one. It's like it's like eighties, oh, like sixties, sixties, eighties. Gotcha. That era. I oh I vaguely know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. You can also like dodge an eight point because he's got his teleporter, but he can only teleport like two or three times in a row. Then he's got to recharge. Hmm. But uh, and like you see any damage that gets clocked to you, as well. So kind of like in uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Okay. So, like, your your whole costume can be destroyed, and you can see, like, bloody pieces of, like, his body everywhere, and then it'll just heal up later. I did, like, X-Men Origins Wolverine. But... It does seem like playing this game that the humor is going to be the thing that carries it through. Yeah. But I, I will... You're, you're early. Yeah. So. I, I, I've heard it does get, like, kind of worse later on, so I'm curious to see how worse it gets. Okay. Just, well, I yes, guess we'll hear about this, this next week. Just... Yeah, I... I guess the one or two criticisms I kind of was seeing in the rock paper shotgun thing was like in like the the thing that happens in a lot of games where in cutscenes like his head gets cut off at one point but you can still get shot to death which seems weird. Oh, like that like that kind of weird like meta thing where it's like in this universe he's actually fine, you know, he can take a bunch of damage. This this is true of Devil May Cry too though. Like there's this cutscene in the first one I think where he's impaled by a sword and then he just pulls it out like it's nothing. And oh, then, like that? Okay, I thought you, were, you I thought you literally meant like you can die in a cutscene. No, no, like it, in a cutscene, anything can happen to him. Doesn't matter. But then when it's gameplay time, like a guy with a pistol can kill you, kind of thing. Where it's like that seems a little off. Well, I mean, they do have to balance the game out somehow. I know, like that's just an ongoing action game problem. And then I guess the other thing would be like the Matt Hazard thing I was saying, where like, hey, this level is really lame. 
And it's just like, well, yeah, it is. They 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 did that a bunch at the very beginning. Like he kept making fun of like the props that were in like his house, and like, oh, some uh, this must be the pizza left over from like the develop design meetings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like this must have been from the interns working on like my props or something like that. Does it ever get like really? Or it's like, man, this texture looks terrible. There's a couple points, or not to that extent. Like when he picks, he goes to look through his comic books. Uh huh. And then he literally realizes that all his comic books are just stuck together because they're just one giant polygon. Okay. So he picks up the entire bookshelf with like a finger and then like just slams it down. That's kind of good. He's like, he's like, the prop department got lazy. Cool. Okay. There so you go. like he, it, there's a little kind of like, uh, don't, don't, you're not that good of a game to make fun of stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. But at, the, but at the same time, like it, it didn't go as heavy handed so far as Matt Hazard did. Okay. The tutorial was kind of like that too. Like he's fully aware he's in a game, and he's like, "Okay, I need two guys to show up so I can slash him to death." Mm-hmm. And then like two guys appear, stuff like that. Okay. So for Deadpool fans only, maybe or um, probably or no, kinda. But at the same time, if you're interested in this game, I suggest waiting for the price to go down. Okay. I can't. So far, I can't recommend it. It was already cheaper than normal, right? It's like forty, mm, I think. No. It was 50, I thought. I think it might have been 50. I think it was 40 on PC. Okay. Yeah, I know it's 40 on PC. I saw the Steam sale today. Yeah. So lower than that is the price for this game. PCs, yeah, PCs probably at the point where I'd start recommending it, but uh, okay. I don't know. Although I, I'll have to play more, get more to the humor. I'm just hoping that I didn't just kick myself in the ass for playing on hard instead of normal. Hmm. Well, can you change it? Uh, not without restarting. That sucks. Okay. Well, yeah. if you're only 45 minutes. Like I'll I'll see like I'll see how hey. the hard mode gets because like I I hit a wall at first because I wasn't aware of like how much damage the shooting guys can do, but once I started figuring that out, it start it became okay again. So I think I just need to play it a bit more and then I'll be fine again. Okay. I, thought, I misunderstood what you said. You've only played forty five minutes. I was like, it's only forty five minute long game. What? No, no. I heard it's short, but I don't know how short. Okay. Video games, uh, Deadpool. Video games, Deadpool. I'm actually going to look that up on how long to beat right now. Yeah, I was just about to do that, but if you're doing that. Yeah. Um, While we news move then? on to news. Yeah, let's go on to the news. Uh, there's there's a few here now. Eight hours. Wow, okay. Eight All hours right. for main story, 16 for completionist, but not enough people have beaten the game to get a proper time for completionist. Okay. But eight, that's a game. That's a, yeah, that's, that's longer than I had heard, actually. I heard it was shorter. Interesting. Oh. Hmm. Okay, so I added this first news thing, so I'll do that one. Okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> I probably I, know the least about it, though. I did see this oh. unfold on my Twitter feed. This was I, so I'm a few well days ago. The... Evo oh. was on mm-hmm. the no, fighting no. game. Evo's coming up. Evo starts uh, either. I thought yeah, it was on. starts tomorrow. What's, Evo starts what's tomorrow. currently going right now? Nothing. Evo starts tomorrow. Okay. So as you're hearing this, Evo's probably happening somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it's... Nintendo had decided to block uh, Smash Bros. from streaming. Yeah. yeah, they were not allowed to stream uh, Melee. And the thing about... I know all about this if you want me to keep going with it. Yeah, go, go ahead, because clearly I don't know enough. <laughs> and the thing about the Evo tournament was that like they did a fundraiser to see what game would get this coveted like main stage slot. Mm-hmm. And it was a competition between uh, Skullgirls and this game, and Melee. And Melee fans donated, I think, $93,000 to charity to get this on main stage. Okay. That's actually and, just I know so Skullgirls didn't win, but no, that's pretty good, like just this small downloadable game. Skullgirls had like they were close. I think I know, they were but only just, like, like ten thousand behind. Like, oh well Street Fighter will be up there, right? Because you know, it's Street Fighter. Well Street Fighter was already on the main stage. I know. 
But I'm just saying the fact that this small game got, like, that close, Mm -hmm. that's pretty good for Skullgirls. Yeah. So what happened was, this was, I want to say this was back in November. Like, this was a while ago. And then three days ago, Nintendo announced, or informed uh, the Evo company, whatever company runs Evo, that uh, they can't stream it on the main stage. They don't have the rights. Yeah. So uh, they couldn't stream it at all the people, so all these people who donated to get the game at Evo couldn't see it suddenly. Yeah, and the so, outcry but, was huge on. The yeah, yeah, it was it was insane. So uh, apparently, like three hours later, because of the outcry and like it got a bunch of public press, they changed their mind. They're like, okay, no, you guys can go ahead. Yeah, but what happened in the meanwhile was that Smash Brothers had got bumped to a different day, and then the the streaming slot that Skullgirls would have gotten had Smash Brothers not won was getting filled up by two other games that were already on the main stage, anyways, like King of Fighters and Persona Four. Oh, they just did more of those? Yeah. Wow. So everyone was like, well, Skullgirls was pissed because, well, they they got robbed, basically. And then right. everyone who paid for Smash was pissed because they couldn't watch Smash. Then Nintendo changed their mind and everything's back to normal now. Yeah. But apparently, Nintendo's original plan was to flat out not even let them play Melee at all. Great. So... I don't know. Why this... wouldn't they let them play it? Like, what... That's the thing I don't know. There was a story going around last night where they said their entire plan was actually to flat out ban them from doing e- uh, Melee at Evo at all. I don't even, like, how, what rule would they be breaking? Like, how, like, if I own Melee and I invite 4,000 people to my house to play Melee with me, how is anyone allowed to say no to that? I don't know. That's, it's like maybe getting into that thing where you can't, like, privately exhibit a movie. You know, like, if they're trying to compare it to that, like, you can't just, like, host a screening of a movie without bringing in the studio at some point or something, but for games, it should be different. This is, this like, a weird follow-up story of Nintendo kind of angering its online fans after the whole Let's Play thing. I think Gary Whitta put it pretty nicely as, Nintendo clearly just doesn't get the internet. Yeah, like, well, I've also heard this is kind of this weird split between, like, Japan and America. Like, this is probably Nintendo of Japan making this kind of call, and then NOA might not actually be on board with it. There's been a couple of people saying that, uh, like, Iwata is now, as of a couple months ago, the uh, CEO of America as well. Oh, okay. So some people are thinking this is because of that, like, that's been happening. Because the the timetable for it syncs up pretty well with the whole Let's Play online video thing as well. So, like, some Japan-minded decisions are being exerted over here that where it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. It definitely so, seems weird that they would be kind of, like, stomping on very devoted fans as, like, their primary, like, no, no, you guys owe us money, you can't do that. You're just like, you know these people are, like, your bread and butter, right? Like, this is I, the guy. It's just this weird thing that they just keep messing up, and I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I like everyone says, like, I don't think Nintendo understands the internet. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Nathan, you bring up a good point. The people that you're upsetting are arguably the only people who own a Wii U. Right. Or, yeah. It's just like we're no, day one, man. We've got that Mario game. We're we love that guy. We want to play the game on the internet and then let more people know how great Smash Brothers is. Also, this is like an eleven year. It's kind of a game. weird thing because so I'm there's there's almost like a direct parallel here with because Microsoft with their whole DRM thing. Yeah, being being able to come and like so they were like the kings of this current generation. Mm-hmm. So they're just gonna kind of like you know, ignore everyone and do what they want. Obviously, that changed with the no DRM now, but beforehand, it was kind of that that mentality. That attitude. It's like, well, we're just going to keep going, and you guys are just going to deal with it. Yeah. When, you know, you look at Nintendo, and that seems to be exactly what they're doing, and no one's saying anything. 
yeah, there's a certain level of arrogance there too. We're just like, no, come like, on, Nintendo making going, video games for you a You can't long do anything, time. blah blah blah. By the way, we own Mario. Do you want to like? So why don't you thank us for punching you in the stomach? Yeah. Well, that's why people are so outspoken about it now. Like that's yeah. why the, the Nintendo's been getting so much flack lately. It I was weird so. to see, like, yeah, the entire Twitter wall just full of just like, oh man, Nintendo's the worst. And then just like Strike comes out, it's like, never mind, they backed away. It's like, okay. It's like, that yeah, actually works. Like, freaking out on the internet makes things happen. I don't know. Yeah. Here's what the co-founder of Evo said. Uh, they were not only trying to shut down the stream, they were trying to shut down the event, the Smash portion of the event. Keller mm. uh, said to explain that he had originally spoken with people from Nintendo who didn't see a problem with the event. It's their IP, they can do whatever they want, and they didn't present us with any option to keep it open. They were just, hey, we want to shut you down. And we kind of wigwammed our way through it, and they were fine with just shutting down only the streaming portion of the event. Like, and that was of, it. Like, it's not something you'd ever hear, but I wonder how, like, the people at HAL feel about it versus, like, the suits at Nintendo, you know? Like, it's like... Well, I know that the, the main developer behind Smash Brothers, uh, I can't remember his name, but he uh, went on to say that he hates Melee. He hates how everyone took Melee so seriously. It became, like, a tournament-type game. Oh. So that's why Brawl had tripping. Okay. He specifically put that in to mess with people. Like he wanted to discourage it from being a competitive, serious game? Yeah. I heard Tripping is actually leaving for the next one, though. Yeah, no, they're not putting Sora in, or they're not putting Tripping in the next one, thankfully. Okay. Uh, huh. That's a weird attitude to have. It's like, people are too excited about my game. That's like, I don't well, like it's that. kind of like, this is, a, this is kind of similar of, uh, like, Jonathan Blow of, like, you guys are appreciating my game in the wrong way. Yeah, it is. Here, this is like the non-indie equivalent of that, basically. Yeah, yeah. I don't, all right, huh. uh, Sakurai. So that's the game I was thinking of. Make you appreciate it the way it's supposed to be. Like what? All right. Yeah. There you go. Well, hey, the correct decision eventually happened, and people can enjoy their fighting game again. Yeah, I just, I hope that this kind of trending stuff does not keep happening with Nintendo because it's really starting to piss off their fans pretty harsh. Yeah. It's kind of nice to see like this and the DRM stuff though that. Fan outcry is clearly doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we have to be careful. Fans don't think they have too much power and just start kind of overstepping boundaries. Sure. Yeah. Like it's sure. just that that fine line. We're teetering on that fine line right now, and I'm kind of worried we'll eventually cross it. Like where fans become too entitled and they're just like, "I want it like this. Change this." Change yeah, this. exactly. And you're just like, "Come on, you don't make these firsthand." So. All right. Well. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Grand Theft. Th- yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Did you want to keep going? Well, I was just going to say, I, I don't know, I added this, and I didn't explain what it is, but hey, oh. that Grand Theft Auto, there was a new trailer. Oh. Yeah. You, know, you can take it. Yeah. Did Did you watch it? It was like that five-minute breakdown of kind of the gameplay. No, I haven't watched I've, any I've of the I've seen clips. I've seen clips. Okay. Just, it was kind of flooding all over Reddit and everywhere, like, the last little while, and, like, there's been some kind of weird Fallout stories. Like, this seems to be happening a few times with Kojima. Like, he'll see a game and then just kind of walk away from it and be like, man, that's so much cooler than us. It's way better than Metal Gear. I suck. Like, he's just like, stop beating yourself up, dude. Like, yeah, he saw the Grand Theft Auto V trailer and was like, man, that that's doing some stuff way better than we are. He saw the Division reveal at E3 and was like, oh, man, that does some stuff we don't do. I don't know why, but dude's just beating himself up on the internet all the time. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. that You can switch between the three guys, like, really quickly. That's kind of a, the, one of the main things they were showing. Airplanes. There's airplanes in there. They were going to talk about the multiplayer stuff next time, but they showed a bunch of dudes flying around in jets and stuff. Um, but yeah, airplanes. That's that's kind of exciting. Uh, I don't know. It 
Yeah, I guess a lot of the outcry is also, like, where's the PC version? But as someone astutely pointed out, it's always, like, six months later. So don't worry about it. Yeah, It'll there will be. Happen. Like, Rockstar has never... I think, when was the last or time Rockstar one, didn't Red do Dead one? Redemption. That's it, the only one I can think of. Yeah, but L.A. Noir there was, and that was more recent. So, yeah, like, odds are they will release this on PC at some point. It'll just be six, eight months after, which kind of sucks. You know, like... If you're sitting there with both options, you're just like, well, I know I can push this further with a PC, but I'm not allowed to until later, or I won't get to play it right away, so I don't know. I think one of the crazy things I saw from it as well is, like, you can you can play the stock market and stuff like that in the game. Like, they just, they're mm-hmm. going bonkers with everything again. Yeah. I'm hoping that, yeah, there's a lot of real estate business and stuff you can invest in, whatever. Like, the main gameplay thing that looked kind of neat is, like, you were planning heists with your crew. And, like, those three characters are working together. And you can kind of swap to different positions. Like, so, like, dude gets in trouble in the build, like, in a skyscraper, say. You can swap to your other guy who's doing sniper support and then take over what he's doing firsthand and stuff. And, like, the action gameplay just looked a lot better than Grand Theft Auto 4 did. It, like, someone was pointing out, like, they just seem to kind of increment, like, implement a lot of the stuff they've learned over all of their development stuff. So, like, Max Payne 3-style gameplay in there, but with, like, some sort of Red Dead Redemption social features and multiplayer, but, like, all combining into, like, their next big marquee title, so it could be really cool. Are you guys keen on Grand Theft Auto at all, though? I know Sean's not a big open-world guy in general. I'm not a big open-world guy either, but, like, I have a soft spot for GTA, so maybe... Yeah. I'll probably, like, bore off someone I, at I, some point. I did like the features I saw in the in the clips I watched. Right. I'm just worried, like, the with the heist thing, like, obviously, when you're only controlling one character, the others are going to be AI-controlled. Like, that AI is going to have to be pretty good. Right. To to not run into weird, frustrating stuff. I guess it, yeah. it's also kind of cool that, like, your other characters will kind of be doing stuff when you relinquish control of them. So you can kind of just, like, they were basically, oh, it's kind of, like, voyeuristic in a weird way. You can kind of hop over to someone else and then see what they've been up to. And feel like this Well, I was going to say, view. you don't want them to be too good, or otherwise you would just never take them over. That's that's true too. Because like, what? Why not? Like, hey, if you guys are holding down your fort, cool. I'll just keep focusing on the one guy I play as. But I guess you kind of could do that too, and just see one guy's entire story, like firsthand, and then do it again with a different character. Yeah, I'm not sure. Who knows? Like the the three main three main protagonist thing is a potentially neat thing. I don't know. I guess, and then also like in light of it being revealed, like people keep pointing out, like <sighs> Rockstar does not have a great reputation of treating their staff especially well. So you can only imagine everyone's in, like, the worst crunch zone right now. Like, I know a lot of stories came out when Red Dead Redemption came out that it's like, we're doing, like, 80-hour weeks here? Like, this, is, this is crazy, but I don't know. Like, I want to play it, so I'll still buy it and support this weird industry that abuses people. Sorry, everybody. It's just going to happen. I don't know. Have, have, had you guys heard any of those back when Redemption came out? Or no? I don't remember Redemption. Just okay. the L.A. Noir stuff. Yeah, and L.A. Noir was company all together. other case, yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. They're, they're, like, routine taking advantage of people's investment in stuff. Alright, what's this China thing? China. So China has not allowed video game consoles to be sold there since the year 2000, apparently. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. That was kind of the big, like, oh, weird. I didn't know that was I don't, a thing. I don't remember why they did it, but I always remember, like, Nintendo was like, oh, we have to make, like, their own crazy separate new consoles just for the Chinese market. I think it was like, yeah, you needed to make it in Shanghai or something. They had some sort of law where you had to 
do something. Yeah. Something that sounds right. Like it needed to be Chinese made because they were very against every other country in the world. Yeah. But now they're trying to kind of appeal to international market and whatever, get their currency out there more and all sorts of stuff. And I guess a small part of that is opening up their country to video game consoles again. Uh, hypothetically, there, there's a, um, yeah, a pitch by one of their premiers there uh, that may go into effect and allow that to happen. So I don't know, like just kind of one of those global perspective things on parts of the country or parts of the planet rather that have not been doing it quite like we do over here. So yeah, there you go. Welcome, welcome. We're China. lucky. Yeah, we're we're lucky. We're catered consumerism over here. Consumerism. Um, and what's the last story I had? Or Steam sale. Oh yeah, hey, cheap That's PC on. games. That's going on. Um, bought anything yet? No. Steam's no. been like hammered all day. I just tried ter- loading up the client again. It won't let me do anything. It's like we're too much traffic. Try later. Yeah, surprise. A lot of people have been waiting for this. Um, I bought the new uh. What is it? Call of War as a game. People have been saying nice stuff. Okay, how much was that? Uh, it's ten bucks. It was one of the okay. daily deals, though, so people are kind of like, keep an eye on the daily deals because that's probably as low as those are going to go. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the Steam sale, they tend to be like, hey, one more shot at all these daily deals, so you can kind of spectate and see what happens and what drops the lowest or whatever. I also filled up my wish list pretty thoroughly yesterday to kind of track stuff I'm most interested in. But sure. Yeah. Games so keep an eye out for that. How do you feel about the trading cards thing? I want to mention that. I don't even know how to, to find the trading cards. I have not looked into this at all. Okay, just they seem to really be highlighting it now, like especially with the new Steam sale page and stuff. They're just like, hey, well, this game has trading card support. And you're just like, what well, that makes is sense because this is the point where you know the most people are going to be on Steam because people wait for the summer sale. Right. So then, kind of be like, hey, we got a new feature by the way, and like I. On, on Alan Wake, I got an Alan Wake trading card, and that was the first time that happened. And I and did you love that. it? Do you need more? It's kind of just a, a. It seems to be just kind of bolstering their achievement system, maybe. Like, but how's it tied to achievements? Well, I mean, it's just another little emblem on your profile that shows. That oh, you emblem stuff. Okay, a thing, right? Like, it's just like, oh, you beat Alan Wake. So well, you it's hats, right? Card. Yeah, like weird little online digital trinkets that don't really matter, but. I guess the trading aspect of it is that kind of like, hey, you should get all community style around Alan Wake and trade Alan Wake cards with other Alan Wake fans, and then you can get all of them. Like, I want or my Barry them. Wheeler card. Or sell them? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how that weird economy... I don't know if you know this, Nathan. People love hats. Do they? I guess so. They love hats. Why? I, I do not have that answer. Okay. Okay. All right, it's just people I don't know. love hats more than you probably love anything. <laughs> wow, and I'm not being kind. You of don't have any feelings at all, Nathan. We know that. No, you—that's the thing. You have tons of feelings. Yeah, but, but so like, not like you know, some, not like these people for hats. It's so like Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Milo Pony and Nick Cage. Like, forget all that. Hats, yo. Hats. Okay. Weird. Just putting it in perspective for you. Okay, I get. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I haven't invested any time in TF2 or wherever the. That's that where the hats are at, right? That's yeah, hat zone. I guess like people are buying games just to get hats. It's just like, hey, buy Surgeon Simulator, you get some hats. And I'm just like, okay, done. What is this game? I don't know. I, I know there's hats in it. So yeah, that's exactly that is literally stuff something that happens. <laughs> okay, so not not joking. No, I know there's like whole clans and stuff that are just like this is a hat trading friendly one. This is not. Don't ask us. Like, get out of here. They will ban you for trading. So. Yeah, I don't know. The trading thing is weird, but that that continues. Anyway, Steam has cheap games. Um, 
check those out. Also, I guess check out our Steam group. Yeah, too. Steam group. Might as well mention that now because we're talking about Steam. Yeah, free games there if you want some free games. Yeah. Um, let's roll on into questions. John, you take right, the questions. questions. Sure. I, I was just talking about news. All right. So for questions that you want to send them in, come to our Facebook group, Top Down Perspective. Uh, send them to our email address, which is topdownperspective at gmail.com. Or head us up on Twitter, which is TDB Podcast. First question comes to us from Allison, and it's for me. John, if you did something like Resident Evil 5 again, who would it be with? I don't know, and I'm not going to say if I did. Okay. It's got to be a surprise. There you go. Uh, second question. I feel like everything you do is something like Resident Evil 5. What do you mean like that? A Let's Play. Oh, well, no, she she means like that kind of game and that kind of uh, co-op thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. Cause, yeah, because I did all of Resident Evil Five with a friend. I guess. Yeah. You don't. You didn't do co-op. Okay. So that's the differentiator. Okay. Uh, second question is probably more so for you guys. Any tips for getting money to pay off Nook's huge loan payments in New Leaf? The island, apparently. The island. Get sharks. Bugs or not? Or shark, sharks are hard to catch, though. That I guess. And that's there's a the thing lot less bugs of them. Are easy. Whereas you walk in there, and there will there will always be like at least one beetle on a tree, if not like three beetles on somewhere on the trees. Okay, so for ease of catching, you're right. I've missed many sharks because they they just swim away. They grab that line. I go. I've yet to catch a shark because I suck at fishing. Yeah, you just sneak up on those beetles. Okay, I sold a beetle for over four thousand bells one time. That's pretty good. That's better than an ocean sunfish. Two I don't even have one of those, so there you go. Okay. I have nothing to add to this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so go to the island, catch beetles. That is the best way, apparently. Um, I haven't done any turnip trading, actually. I, I don't keep up on that enough. But The best way is you, you multiplayer go to other people's towns and just kind of, like, crowdsource who has the cheapest to the most. Mm, okay. So just keep each other up to date with your own, like, stock reports, essentially. Yeah, you can go to that NeoGAF thread, and people are already, like, trying to make a thing. Amazing. So there's like so. stock chart tracking on. Yeah, it's like, hey, hey, guys, it's Monday. Markets. What's everyone's bell thing? Or what's everyone's turnip thing? Oh, everyone head over to this guy's place. That's great. Okay. That's insane. Uh, community, man. New Leaf. They have. NeoGAF has already gone through three official threads for Animal Crossing New Leaf. Which I think they make a new thread after it hits like 200 pages. Or it might be 500. I can't quite that, remember. Either way, that's insane. Yeah. No, that game's getting. Okay, so there you go. Pro tips. Uh, for me, it's just, hey, listen to stuff and pot and fish. So, yeah, listen to this and go fishing. The longer this podcast is, the more fish you catch. So we're going to go. drag it out. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're there for you. Next question comes from B. It says, are you guys still planning to do another Sega Saturn stream sometime? Yes. Yes, but I don't think we've locked down when. Not yet. But yes, we haven't even gone through half my games, so... It'll happen. And well, maybe we'll start figuring something out for the next couple weeks. I'm gonna bring yeah. more water this time or something. I don't want to get all <laughs> sick. Gotta hydrate. Yeah. yeah. Keep keep healthy, dude. Keep maybe healthy. I'll, maybe we, I'll bring Gatorade. Get some electrolytes. Are we gonna record at my place again, or are we gonna do it somewhere else? Uh, uh, whatever. We can talk about this later. Okay. Right. But yes, next, something will happen. Cool. Uh, next question comes from Junkie GS. Do you guys ever get sick of gaming sometimes? Like I have all these great games to play, but no motivation to start. I feel like this might be mine to actually answer. I, you know, you I'd say yes for me too. Around. Like this definitely happens where I'll be like, I j- like I'll just finish like a bunch of games and it's like, okay, I'm gonna take a break for like half a week, right? 
I think lately I've been in the midst of like playing way more. Um, so currently no, but it it has happened. Yeah, we kind of just. I'd say I'm in the midst of not playing much because I finished Walking Dead like just as the last podcast went up last week. Yeah. And Animal Crossing is just kind of a random thing I'm touching on. And in those last two iOS games, I just, you know, pick them up for maybe 10 minutes. Okay. Whereas, yeah, I've been gaming pretty pretty hard lately. But uh, it can happen. Yeah. Don't don't feel bad about it. I mean, sometimes with, like, the piles of games around, I'm personally of the opinion, like, if you've started a game and you're not feeling it, you cannot play it. You don't need to worry about it. But... I know, John, you have your completionist mentality sometimes. Yeah, but at the same time, I'll like I'll go through these stretches where I won't play anything, or I'll just play simple like short bursts or puzzles or something like that. That's why I was... Every single P-Cross puzzle. Yeah, that's why I was totally into P-Cross, because I'm like, oh, this is just a casual thing I can play at any point. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go... I'm going to say it's probably healthy to not feel motivated to always play games. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that means you're a normal human being. Congratulations. Yeah. there you go. <laughs> they can eat up a lot of time, so... Like, Last of Us, probably at least 20 hours this week. My time. Yeah, there you go. Devoted to it, so. It's like a part-time job. Yeah, just wait till you get the mood and play again, and then when you don't have the mood, just go do something else. It doesn't have to be your only hobby. Yeah. Books are pretty cool. Next side's pretty cool. No, it's not. It's actually really hot. It's awesome out. We need it to get hotter. Dude, I went jogging yesterday. That was the worst idea I've had in a while. I went biking, like, last week when we had that super hot day. Yeah, I know, and I still think you're insane for that. No, it's great. The hotter the better. I'm just scared. Around the heat. Last time I went for a big walk, I got caught in the rain. It's terrible. Well, we'll just make sure how the cloud Check your phone. Yeah. Should have done that. All right, next question comes to us from Craig. What games are you going to get in the Steam Summer Sale? Slash, what do you think of the trading card system in Steam? Oh, whoops. Kind of... Answered that one. Should have checked ahead. I'm probably going to pick up Antichamber. That's cool. It's and cool Botanicula. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I got a bunch of stuff on my list I'm kind of keeping an eye on, like a DMC. We'll see if that goes cheap. Check that out. Yeah, I've got nothing in particular I'm looking for right now. I'm sure if there's some small things that come up. Like, I'm always looking to pick up the Ease games and they come out mm-hmm. cheap. Uh, I might... Skyrim's currently on sale, right? Literally everything on my wish list is on sale. Yeah. So I'll probably pick up most of those. Some of the Capcom stuff didn't seem to be, which is kind of weird. Like a nah, no, I mean, like how long is the Steam sale? Usually a week, right? Two to ten days or something. Is it sometimes or is it just a week? I don't know. I thought it was a little longer than that, but oh, I can't remember. I think I may yeah. be picking up the Dragonborn DLC, so it's like one part of Skyrim I don't have. Um, Dangerous High School Girls in Trouble. Try to scroll down, but yeah, Steam is just going crazy. It, a lot of people are on this thing. I don't know. Seven Grand Steps. That is the other game. Cherry Tree High Man. Comedy Club. Cherry Tree High. What is that? It's a quick look on Giant Bomb. Okay. Um, Euro Truck Simulator Two. Oh, there you go. That's your game. Right Steam's there. back up for me, by the way. I can look at stuff now. Yeah. Um. I you know I know I've been complaining about the Far Cry Three a lot, but I might check out that Blood Dragon. You should you should check out Blood Dragon. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's, you finished Blood Dragon, John? No. Dude, I know. You would love that last mission. I it's know. so good. I've heard so many good things. I just haven't. I did it for a stream, and then I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out if I want to stream myself like playing through a game in full mm-hmm. or like a series. Because like I, I had joked about saying, hey, maybe I'll just play through Mass Effect on a stream that way. Mass Effect One and Two are both ten dollars. Like. Mass Effect 2 is insanely good. 
I guess I have my list here. I'm gonna I'll just run through some. I don't know. Uh, Freedom Force. I'm curious about that. Monaco. Oh, Freedom Force is good too. Witcher it's very Diablo-esque. Um, what's well, like it's it's a the Bioshock guys, right? Like, is it? Yeah, it's irrational. Made Freedom Force games. What? I know wow, that just blew my mind. Yeah, like I was listening to Victor Lucas's podcast and he was talking about it. I was just like, oh, Metro weird. Last Lights. I didn't 20% know that. Percent off. Yeah, Metro Last Lights on my list too. Um, Kerbal Space Program, Prison Architect, Surgeon Simulator, uh, Rogue Legacy is the new one that just came out that people were pretty keen on, which sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I've heard the name a lot lately. Like it sounds kind of like some of the ideas from Infinity Blade, but with like a ghouls and ghosts kind of thing, ghosts and goblins gameplay. But like your kind of family legacy platform. Oh, this yeah, the roguelike where you just keep lineage and when I guess you die. I've been kind of you know like I love IGF type stuff and like I know Kentucky Route Zero is something that should interest me, but just because it's episodic and it's not finished yet, I've been kind of pulling back on picking it up. But uh, maybe I'll get that in this sale. I don't know. And the Swapper, which I mentioned earlier. Um, that's some highlights, I guess. But there you go. So yes. The Steam sale is of interest. That is an exciting thing that is happening. All right. Uh, last question coming to us from Brendan. What are your thoughts on playing with controllers and keyboards? Which do you prefer, and which do you think offers the best gaming experience? I'm controllers. I seem to, yeah, default to controllers in a lot of cases. I guess mainly because games that I'm interested in seem to Go for like I mean like Alan Wake. Why would I play that with a keyboard? It's a console. I grew game, up on know. controllers, so it's just whenever I can do controllers, I'd rather do controllers. Yeah. It'll depend entirely on the game for me. If it's a shooter, I'd almost prefer a mouse and keyboard. But if it's anything else, it's gonna be a controller. Right. I guess like, the last time you played a shooter with your keyboard and mouse. Uh, Team Fortress Two, like two months ago, I think. Oh, okay. There you go. I, I think Antichamber is just keyboard and mouse, so I have to get used to that. Um. But yeah, I guess I tend to typically go with controllers. For the most part, yeah. Nothing against keyboards inherently. Like I, I know Surgeon Simulator apparently has a really weird control scheme that only works with keyboard and mouse. But mm. uh, so I kind of like that you can experiment because you have so many buttons to play with. But uh, yeah, generally controllers. So there you go. That's all I got. Questions. Thank you. Cool. Should we run through them? And game of the week. Mm, Walking Dead 400 days. Okay. Nathan. I I mean, just it, by virtue of like having spent the most time with it and stuff, like, and also yeah, it ended up really impressing me at the end. Uh, Last of Us was really good, so good job, guys. You you did it. Um, I'm gonna say Project Cross Zone. Cool. Video okay, games. and so this this I'm probably putting this up tomorrow morning. Okay. So okay. if you're listening to this on the day it came out this evening, so Friday evening at 5:30 Mountain Standard Time. Come to John's Twitch channel. Are are we using my Twitch for sure? Might as well. All right, fair enough. Um, and because we're doing, we're bringing back tabletop down perspective. Going to play a bunch of board games and card games. A uh, bunch of new ones that neither John or Nathan have played. One that I haven't played. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. This going to be lots of fun. So if you guys like not video game games, you should tune in. But yeah, the info is everywhere. It's on our Facebook group. It's on our Twitter group. Followers. Yeah. Yes.
Okay. Yes. Yeah. Check that out this this Friday. That's tomorrow. What's it? Right now. Today. You already yeah. did that. Bam. You'll see us there doing. And if it's things. after Friday, like because Twitch archives it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so it only archives back it for a couple it. days unless you mark it to save forever. Which reminds oh, really? me, I should. Yeah, I I saved the Saturn stream. Okay. Like it, it's there for a week, and then if you hit click save forever, it's there forever. Okay. Did you save it forever? Uh, yeah, because it's okay. still there. Okay, good. Well, I haven't looked. You should also save this one forever. Do you only get a yeah. limit on how many? Oh, thanks for doing it, that. It's job. like seven days or something like that. I'm, I'm double checking here. Okay. Do you get? Yeah. Is there a limit to how much you can save forever? I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't have that many recordings to be fair either. Yeah, there we go. Top Ten Perspective Sega Saturn Mega Stream about a month ago. Okay, cool. Good. It's got 522 views on it. Nice. Okay. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so, and if yeah, if you missed that, go back to the to John's channel and it'll be in the archives. Okay. Watch it. And uh, be fun. Thanks for joining us. Um, I gotta go to the stampede. So, yeah. See, see you guys, guys next week. week. Yeah. Later. Later.